2: going on everybody happy opening day of the NHL playoff season get excited what's up Tony how we doing brother
3: I mean you can't be serious
2: oh I, I'm wearing the jersey I got the blues hat on I gotta go in I gotta shave later because my blues are making them deeper into the playoffs and those of you out there who follow hockey know you can't shave when your team's still in the playoffs so I gotta get my my pre-playoff shave in. Tony how you doing man?
3: when do they open up like when's their first game tonight is it on like CBS, Sports Network, like some okay, it's regional on, channel?
2: <laughs> it's on NHL Network. That's a channel? It is. Do you need okay. like a special package, of satellite to get that in? Well, no, you can get it on the DirecTV. I know you got it. You what can about get it on the Mediacom. Can you get it on there? Uh, no, but no. you can't get <laughs> it on Mediacom. But you can. The game is also on regional cable, Fox Sports Midwest. So that's what I'm going to do. You're not going to be watching the games tonight? I mean, if it's hockey,
3: I, I'm definitely not going to be watching that. That's your
2: loss, buddy. That is your loss. It's going to be a good time. Mean, we got the last night of the NBA here. How are you going to watch hockey? Dude, <laughs> so I, I feel like I got to give the people full disclosure here, Tony. I feel like that's reasonable, don't you? Depends on what you're going to say. I found out this was an NBA <laughs> show about, oh, about 15 minutes ago. I'm sitting around messaging with a buddy, and he's like, oh, you got an NBA show today, because he was looking at the RG schedule. And I go, and I just typed LOL, because I didn't think if there was any shot in hell that I was going to have an NBA show. But here we are. Tony, you seem much more prepared than I am. I'm going to – you're going to be doing a lot of the analysis today, because, woo, buddy, if you're playing NBA this late in the year, you you got some stones, man. Like, I tried the other day. It was about – I think it was Sunday – I was sitting around, and I I lost some in in baseball. And I you know what? I'm going to fire NBA. So what did I end up doing? Filed some projection models, took a look. All right, I'm going to bet this. I'm going to bet that. Yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. All right, this lineup should work. That should be fine. All my guys were, like, under 10% owned. And this dude I had never heard of before was 60% owned. And I go, uh (laughs) uh-oh. It did not work out. That's how it is, man. Like, this late in the year, like, it's just all the random dudes. I, I think that's why there's so much edge, though, at the end. Of the, like, I quit playing,
3: just full disclosure for me, like, I quit playing for a few weeks, but then, like, the last 10 days I've played again because I think there's, like, more edge this time of year because if you pay attention to who's going to play who, I mean, sure, there's still some random stuff that could happen. Guys get pulled late and stuff. But for the most part, there's so many value guys tonight that are just, like, dead locks that if you can find a few guys at the top that need to win, like Kemba needs to win tonight. Russell Westbrook obviously is going to play minutes tonight. Uh, people that need to win, you you find these stars that are going to get you 60. There's so many value guys that are going to crush that. It's just, it's fun to play. Yeah.
2: I mean, this is a stars and scrubs slate. Like that much is always
3: different. every time this, if you're not playing stars and scrubs this time of year, you are not winning. I promise you.
2: Yeah, and like Tony said, there can be a big edge. It's just I have not been –
3: And you need to pay attention. Like, if you're on a site like DraftKings where you can late swap Yahoo where you can late swap, like, you need to be paying attention the entire night until all your guys are locked.
2: Yeah, so – People get scratched. So the stars we're talking about tonight. We're talking about Westbrook. Paul George is a game-time decision. Sounds like he's going to go. Andre Drummond, phenomenal match with New York, and Blake Griffin's out tonight. Uh, You get Vooch a game time decision but obviously that's a great matchup and you mentioned Kimba Kimba might not leave the floor man like Kimba might just play 48 tonight I mean ju- the
3: most important thing tonight obviously is who needs to win for these stars I mean like last night for this so this is where the edge comes in in my mind last night yeah I'm not I'm not bad-mouthing Meansy at all like Meansy's good at what he does but everybody all these chalk people Wanted to play Curry. Like, Curry was – everyone's like – because Durant sat, Clay sat, I think, like, those guys were sitting. So, they're like, we should play Curry because we need a star. Uh, You don't want to play a guy that doesn't need to play, though. Like, Curry doesn't – I mean, he got hurt, too. So, I mean, it it sounds like it's a bad example to say Curry because he got hurt. But either way, the point being was you could have played Westbrook. You could have played Harden. They both needed to win that game. Why play Curry over those two when you can just still have all the value, guys? I like the same thing with Durant tonight. Curry's going to sit. Obviously, he's hurt after last night. They're going to sit him. Boogie will sit tonight. So people are going to, like, try to play guys like Durant. Like, you don't want to play Durant on this slate. <laughs> I, don't, I just There's no reason to. Play these guys like Jokic that the Nuggets have to win tonight play Jokic, play Paul George, play Drummond. I mean, these guys, Drummond should get like 70 tonight.
2: Yeah, I think so too. You mentioned Joker and Drummond. I mean, when we look at this, you see Drummond, $47, Joker, $43. Do you have a preference between these two guys? Probably Drummond just because Detroit, I mean, they
3: both need to win tonight. Detroit needs to win to get, I think they can get the seven or the eight still, maybe even the six if something happens. But either way, they need to win. And the, the Joker needs to win to get the two-seed in the West. So, I mean, they're both equally good. If I had to choose, I guess it would be Drummond just because they're playing the Knicks. I, I'm boss bro's in there rattling me saying Curry was – how. but this is my point. How was Curry a better play last night than Westbrook or Harden when they're in a high total game? You, you, just asking you, Crane, like you weren't following it last night, but just on the surface, pretend that was tonight though. Okay. How could you play Curry over Harden and Westbrook in the same
2: game? I mean, do I know – who's who do I know is going to get the minutes? I mean – That's the big
4: concern. Because, you know Harden
2: and Westbrook are going to get the minutes. Yeah, that's and that's my big concern yeah. if you're looking at, you know, like a guy like Curry where – It was a bad example too because he got hurt, but if he didn't get hurt, it was the same I, – I felt the same way. Yeah, I mean just – yeah, I think that's fine. So we talk about stars and scrubs. Obviously Yahoo – the studs are priced a little bit higher um, than, you know, than some of these other sites are. So let's go ahead and throw Joker in there. We mentioned guys like Westbrook. Kimba, I think, is just a stone lock tonight, just looking at it, 40 bucks. Can you play Westbrook, Kimba? Yeah, you can play these guys together. You have 12 left over. So really, this is the slate, Tony, that when we start out, we need to get three stars. Would you agree?
3: Yeah, I mean, there's going to be unlimited value on Yahoo. Like, there's always $10 guys. Tonight, there's going to be so many dudes that you can play in that cheap range. I mean, first of all, we probably should just look at the games. Like, who needs to, who needs to do what tonight? Just to just to get an idea kind of, you know what I mean? Like, who needs to win? So, just, just going game by game real quick. Like, Golden State Memphis, obviously playing for nothing. <laughs>
4: Memphis is definitely playing for nothing.
3: Golden State's favored by four at Memphis, like literally playing for nothing. I, I mean, I, I would take Memphis on that probably, but no, there's no fantasy anything there besides value, guys. Oklahoma, o, OKC, and Milwaukee. Like OKC needs to win for positioning. Milwaukee doesn't need anything, so you can <laughs> play Paul George and Westbrook, any OKC guys. Dallas and the Spurs. Uh, the Spurs are going to pound Dallas, but. You don't really need anyone in there. Chicago-Philly means nothing. Orlando-Charlotte is a game both teams need to win. So you got you got Charlotte is minus four at home, 218. Both teams need to win, so you can play any of those stars. Vooch, Kemba, that's a good game to target this time of year, obviously, because they both need to win. Indiana-Atlanta means nothing. Miami-Brooklyn, Brooklyn needs to win. D-Wade's last game, obviously, so that game's kind of interesting. Detroit and the Knicks, Detroit needs to win. So, Drummond, like we talked about. Minnesota-Denver, Denver needs to win. So, so, you got another team that could play. Sacramento-Portland. Portland is seriously still favored by four in this game?
2: I mean, Sacramento, like, they fall off a cliff.
3: Portland is sitting Dame and McCollum, and they're still favored by four? Are they sitting in a Cantor? I, I guess not. I'm like, <laughs> because I, I was golfing this afternoon. Obviously, I seen they were sitting – I thought, I thought it would be, like, close to a pick I hope Portland wins because if Portland wins tonight and Denver wins, Houston's the four seed and Denver stays away from Golden State and Houston. Yeah. And then Utah and the Clippers in the last game means basically nothing. I mean, it means more to the Clippers than Utah. Utah secured the five seed last night. They're probably going to sit guys tonight, I'm sure. I know they're going to sit everybody tonight, actually, Utah. So, Utah is going to be one of our biggest sources of salary
2: savings tonight going against the Clippers. Okay, so <laughs> I guess the spots where we're looking at OKC, the Orlando Charlotte game, yeah. Denver. Those are I mean, those are the main guys the spots where yeah. we're looking at when we're spinning up, right? D'Angelo
3: Russell maybe too in that kind of range where they need to win.
2: Let's see. How much is D'Angelo Russell? over on yeah oh he's oh, he's a point guard oh they they always price him at, put him as a point guard and i hate it because i need, always need to fill the shooting guard spot yeah they are 38 bucks obviously we're not gonna be able to fill him in with this bill i mean you're if you're not playing russ i think you might be able to get four stars in there but if you're playing russ it's really a three-star uh, kind of night uh, it's just like last night like why why are you gonna fade russ i'm speaking to
3: everyone when i say this like just why would you want to fade Russ on a slate where
2: there's unlimited value? There's just no reason to. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I agree with you. Like, I just don't think like that's when you. It's a raw point slate, you know. Yeah. You find the three guys, or you, you cycle those guys in and out. You know, if you're looking at guys like, you know, you mentioned DeAngelo Russell. If you like three of these guys, and you can only get three of them in there, you cannot get. I, look, I'm trying right now, even without Russ, you cannot get four of these guys. So yeah, you're not getting four. Yeah, so you're getting – I think Kimba's a lock.
3: Yeah, Kimba. I mean, how, I think, how much is he on here?
2: 40 bucks. Yeah. I mean, Kimba's going to
3: play. Could, he could seriously play every minute tonight. He might play
2: 48. You know, it's like LeBron last year. Remember when game seven, he's like, how many are you playing? He just said four eight. Yep. Um, so I he's think sure
3: it's too. Like, yeah. uh, there's no reason not to. They're playing to get in the playoffs. Uh, why not? He's probably going to leave in free agency. You <laughs> just play him every minute.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Murder. Kill him. All right, so, you know, we talk about Paul George as another potential option. On a slate like this where we expect Russ to play a lot of minutes, if Paul George plays, I assume we think he's going to play a ton of minutes as well, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, they're both going to play minutes. And like I said, Milwaukee isn't really playing for anything. You never know with Milwaukee, though. They've been one of the harder teams to pinpoint at the end of the year because, I mean, Giannis played like 20 minutes the other night. I don't know why they would play these guys any minutes, but OKC's only favored by four and a half right now. Uh, it's kind of a weird number, but I like Russ way more, but they're they're
2: both definitely in play. Yeah. And if you play them both, you know, you have still got 12 bucks a piece. So you, we're, this is obviously a Stars and Scrubs night. You're wanting three of these stars in here. Let's talk about some of the Scrubs because, Tony, on a slate like this, where I mean, you pull. If you're a Roto-Grinders Premium member, just ha- have yourself a chuckle. Pull up the situation room because it's – I ain't going to count all these dudes. They're a lot of dudes. <laughs> there are a lot of dudes out there. Um, it's just it's, – it's silly season in NBA. We all know that. Before we talk about some of the value, Tony, I want to hear your picks for the NBA playoffs. Who are you rooting for? So,
3: yeah, me – I went on with Hoop and Empire yesterday for the print factory and talked about – You got Empire on there? Hey, we got him on again the second time we got him on there for, for some masters talk, too. We got him on there. I went to give that a listen, but I mean, I was listening anyways, but you know, <laughs> no, I mean, it's all good. I, 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 people, the empire drives the needle more than Big T, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I like obviously OKC or I mean, Houston and Golden State in the West, but it depends on tonight. Like, if Portland wins and Denver wins and Houston gets that four seed. That changes things in the West because Denver could actually win two games. Then, either way, I like
2: Golden State and Philly are my picks. Yeah, I know everybody like the, everybody's got a different opinion about the East. Yeah, it's going to be good. Oh, it'll be fun! Like once yeah. those top four teams, you know, get to the final four in the Eastern Conference playoffs, I think it'll be a lot of fun. We're talking Toronto, we're talking Philly, we're talking Milwaukee, and we're talking Boston. Yeah, it's weird because. Toronto is one of those teams that nobody you know Toronto's a team that nobody's picking right yeah I mean
3: there's, there's a lot of people picking them but the east is tough I mean yeah they're they're kind of a dark horse
2: team are you, are you wait hold on are we going to get your uh, Orlando Milwaukee matchup that you've been oh, I
3: hope playing? so I need Charlotte to win I forget what the exact <laughs> scenario is I think if Detroit wins I need Charlotte to beat Orlando for sure <laughs> you, uh, I mean, you actually
2: run. think Orlando can beat Milwaukee right I I think they can beat them.
1: Yeah,
3: I love. They're
2: scary, man. Like they're they're a solid team. They're just, they're they going to probably be... won't win a seven game series, but I think they'll at least make them work for it. Yeah, they're they're a pesky team. All right, let's get back to DFS talk. Obviously, we want to talk about some of the value on this slate, and of course, there is a um, I mean, there's just a stupid amount of value. So, you know, I'm just pulling it up right now. It's really tough. The center score. is like just ridiculous. Like that's the hard part with playing Drummond
3: on on Yahoo. Is center is just like absolutely ridiculous for value. All these ten dollar guys are so elite. Kyle Quinn, Gorgy Jang, Bobon, DJ Wilson, Greg Monroe. I mean, all these guys are ten bucks and they're all super elite plays.
2: Okay, so when that's the case with a position, I almost never pay up at that spot. Yeah. You just can't. Yeah. Like two of these guys are gonna get forty points for
3: ten bucks. Yeah. So like it doesn't matter unless Drummond gets like eighty, <laughs>
2: you're gonna be just fine with the two ten dollar guys. Yeah, so I mean, I'm I'm locking and Kim and Russ. We'll kind of figure out where the value is later because on Yahoo, you know, where you don't quite have as much flexibility as you do like on a DraftKings or a fantasy draft. Like you've really got to take the value at whatever position you can get it. So when we're talking centers, obviously Boban easily play. You mentioned um, – who's the other center you mentioned? I forgot. Kylo Quinn. Yeah, yeah. Kylo Quinn right now in my projections, he's
3: projected for 40 points. <laughs> like, he's going oh, against Atlanta, and he's going to play over 30 minutes. That's so, a lot of points. But, like, I mean, all these guys. You got you got Udo for Utah against the Clippers. He's projected for 39. Gorgie Jang, 35.
2: Boban in the 30s. Like, these guys are just super elite picks. Yeah, I mean – You can't pay up at center on Yahoo today. I don't don't think you can. Unless you think
3: Drummond literally just like, I mean, there is value at other places, but I don't think the value is as good as the center value.
2: Here, we're going to kind of go in and out on this show a little bit about, you know, we'll talk some baseball. We're going to talk some basketball. But, Tony, in the chat, they want you to talk some Masters. Do you have a hot take for the Masters?
3: I mean, the only hot take that we got into with that show, I don't know if it's a hot take, but I love Freddie Couples, and they made fun of me for it.
1: <laughs> he's not going to win a, the tournament.
3: You're not, like, winning
2: a, you're not winning a tournament with Freddie Couples.
3: Sure he, why not? He finished 18th last year, and he's 6K. Okay,
2: that's fine. If he finishes 18th, you're going to win a tournament with yeah, him, I, mean, I promise you. It better. You better have two of those stars just crushing Well, it.
3: yeah, you, that's why
2: you play him, though, because you have you have Rory and DJ or whoever you got at the top. <laughs> dean's in the chat he says i can't quite pinpoint why but i just have a sudden urge to root for the winnipeg jets that's a bunch of you know what signs. i ain't gonna say what it is but it ain't good for it ain't gonna be good for the winnipeg jets oh, get out of here ball game you too yeah you know i here my hot take for the uh, masters fade brooks Kepka. fade brooks why um because i got people who
3: torn acl again on me
2: no, but I know people who golf with him, and he's broke. What
3: are they saying? We'll get it. Let's go. What, is, what are they saying? This is where we we give the info.
2: Brooks is broke, like broke. Yeah, like he's like you know you know golfers they lose their shit every now and then. And they just don't. Get, they're not good. Brooks is broken right now, so I'm not playing any Brooks Kepka this week, and I am thrilled. Thrilled. He's not going to be high owned anyways, is he? I mean, he'll be seven or eight percent. Yeah. The Brooks teams will pay the rake. Like, I'm it's alright. tough to play him, anyways, in that range.
3: To be honest, like,
2: yeah, yeah, I'm just, I just know, like, I'm taking some futures bets too, like you, you know, like the the one v one bets, you know, minus yeah. one twenty on whoever. Like, I'm just, I think I'm firing every single Brooks Kepka when I can find it. It's just gonna I liked you know. on that one. You, th- I mean,
3: you got a little edge and like just fade all his matchups. And if he if he struggles, you just sweep the board. I, I like that.
2: Yeah, like it's he's he's a, he's a complete mess right now uh did, did crane tell us to go all in on a series parlay of toronto philly milwaukee boston uh nope no i didn't. I don't never. even think that would pay that much to be honest yeah that's like what probably one-to-one if, if that yeah
3: I mean, it's just it like, probably pays one-to-one i mean there's a few teams that yeah i mean it probably does i don't know if you could get one-to-one i think it might be a decent bet
2: sorry i gotta type to dean he's in the chat just talking just talking all kinds of people
3: in the chat too like they're saying Houston can't drop to the four like if if Denver and Portland win tonight Houston's the four seed like that's just what it is yeah I don't know I I check out if Denver loses Houston's the two seed so Houston could get the two the three or the four right now it's that simple though if Denver wins and Portland wins it's Denver Portland Houston if Denver loses it's Houston Denver Portland and then if Portland loses and Denver wins, it's Denver, Houston, Portland. If that makes sense. All
2: right, let's talk some other uh, value guys. We mentioned that center obviously has the best value on Yahoo. You know, you're, you mentioned Boban. You mentioned Kyle O'Quinn. Um, I think this, this 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 Utah
3: guy I think's my favorite. The, going against the Clippers, like the Clippers never handle big, and this dude when he gets minutes, he just smashes. Well, he?
2: I mean, and he's a big blocks guy, and on Yahoo where you're getting three points yeah. for the blocks. That's huge. He's the kind of guy that can get five or six blocks in a game.
3: Put I mean, him in there with Kyle O'Quinn for us.
2: All right. I mean, I got Boban in there. Like, it doesn't matter. You
3: know, I don't think Boban's going to play that many minutes. Is the, I, I like him, don't get me wrong, but I don't think his
2: minutes really change all that much. Yeah. And, you know, they're sitting around saying, well, that's all chalk. Yeah. No, I get it that that's all <laughs> chalk. But like, What's all chalk? There's eight, there's eight $10 centers you can play. They can't all be chalk. I mean, to me, if I'm multi-entering over on the island, if I'm building my 10 lineups, I'm just freaking pivoting around those <laughs> centers. Like, I'm finding the guys that I like at the other position, finding my three stars, and just finding 10 value guys. I don't
3: understand how they're chalked,
2: though. Like, there's literally Kylo
3: Quinn, Dang, Boban, Udo, Monroe, DJ Wilson, all those but- d- all be jockey. Well, and yeah, don't forget Andre Drummond will get some ownership. As and Drummond, well. and, and yeah, the guys at the top. I mean, Cornette just went for fifty yesterday. He's 12 bucks. So I mean there's tons of people you can
2: play <laughs> Freaking Nick's man. Like I told you I haven't been paying attention to NBA for three weeks. I uh, I tuned in. I was I, I was making fun of like the slate. I was looking at that slate that I said that uh, I was like, oh, I can do this one, and I saw a Zony was like seventy four hundred. I laughed and I'm like, I'm a bad seven. He went for like sixty. you went for sixty and was fifty percent on. I'm like, oh, all right, I'm probably missing something right now. Um, let's talk some shooting guards on this slate. Any game that doesn't matter doesn't seem like one of those kinds of games. Well, nope, Zach Levine's out. Tony, find a shooting guard for me, man. Like I. I mean,
3: that's why I like this time of year, though, because it's just stars and then you find these value dudes and there's just really no way around it for me. So shooting guard, there's no stars that I mean, there's no one right now in my projections that are projected for over like 30 fantasy points. So whenever it's like that, we know naturally we want to punt. And the cheap range, like you got Tyreek Evans against Atlanta, is projected for like twenty-seven. But the best play for sure for me is this Zaire Smith for Philly. He's projected for thirty-one, and he's ten bucks. You're just making them the Bulls. like the Bulls. Come on, like that—that's the perfect example of a play I, I like this time of year.
2: I mean, like I feel like that's a made-up name, Zaire. What he played for? He was Texas Tech's best player last year. Spell Zaire for me. Z a, Z h, Zaire. Like oh, of course Z-A-I-R-E. it's Z a i r e. All right, we'll throw Zaire Smith in there. Go Texas Tech. Did he enjoy the national championship game? Speaking of a uh, Texas Tech, uh, it hurt because I, I was in first in that the DK contest, going
3: with like ten seconds left. All I needed was no overtime, and it was like a twenty k swing for me. The overtime, so it didn't feel Ooh. good. Oof! Yeah, I was rooting for Texas Tech, so it was a, it was like a double double sausage. Hey, I think I stole you a hundred bucks from your pool, don't I? To be honest, like people think I'm joking, I literally
2: have not gone through the money yet to see who paid and who hasn't.
3: Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure.
5: I'm
2: pretty sure I'm one of the ones that haven't paid. I so got I...
3: people like, "Are you going to do the payout?" I said, "I haven't even looked at the money yet. I can't send the payouts before I even see who paid."
2: The uh, the. The chat's asking about Jeremy Lamb tonight. He's 18 bucks at home against Orlando. I right, see you not in your head. Talk to me about Lamb.
3: I like him. Yeah, I mean, he he's a really good player. They need to win tonight. It's just a matter of if you can get in that $18 range. Like Another good thing about Lamb that I do like is there's not a ton of value at shooting guard besides the two I said, Zaire and Tyreek. So it's not a horrible position to go up. And, and like you got Evan Turner at 14 bucks with McCollum and – McCollum and uh, Dame. David Turner stinks he's been see you haven't followed it in a couple of weeks. is he crushing it he had three straight triple doubles it's is so stupid he did like look, look at this he had he went, <laughs> he went for 43 41 and 31 in three out of four games and tonight <laughs> tonight with Dame and CJ both out actually get Evan
2: Turner in there for us uh, why not Why the hell not? I got to take Zaire Smith out. Yeah, get Zaire out of there. We want Evan Turner. (laughs) Of course he went for three triple doubles. This is so silly. All right. You know, when we talk small forwards, of course, you know, shooting guard we're looking to save some money at. Small forwards may be a different story because Paul George, by a mile, the most expensive guy out here. Um, Can we plug him in with this lineup? We absolutely can. So we like Paul George. Who are some of the other guys that we like at small forward?
3: So small forward, yeah,
2: at
3: at the top, like you said, it's Paul George. And really, there's not a ton else. Like, I think people are going to play Durant a little bit on this slate just because, like I said, Curry's out, Boogie's out. I'm sure, like, two other guys will sit too. But I, I just can't play Durant. I mean, it's really just Paul George for me at the top. And after him, I mean, it's just this cheap range again. A guy like Royce O'Neal, we always like him when these yeah. other guys are out. He's ten bucks. So, and same thing with Rodney Hood. We just talked about Portland sitting McCollum, sitting Dame Lillard. So, I kind of like playing Hood with with uh, our boy Evan Turner. Like I said, Portland sitting those two guys, they need to win still, and they're favored by four still. So. I really like Portland tonight, especially as far as betting too. Like if they're still a 4-point favorite even sitting those two guys,
2: I just think that the, the they're going to win still for sure if that's the spread. You know, I know you mentioned those two guys. What about a guy like Mo Harkless also for Portland? I agree. Yeah, he
3: hit the game winner last night. You probably didn't watch it, but he hit a three at the buzzer to beat the to beat Good the friend. Lakers. Good job, Mo Harkless. And he had a big game. I mean, he went for let's see, he went for 47 fantasy points last night uh, yeah okay i mean we need Oof. scores are gonna be like 500 points tonight <laughs> is it's gonna... just a matter of if you can hit the stars like that's all it comes down to where if you if you can hit the stars to get you even 60 you're in good shape
2: now i feel like i need to multi-enter tonight just that, because that, i knew you'd come around like
3: you. If you really like a a couple stars, I think the edge is massive because you can just
2: cycle through all the value, guys. Oh, I'm sitting here pulling up tournaments right now. Golly, just send me to a The hard
3: part about Yahoo is I think Drummond might be the best play on the slate, and you
2: can't play him on Yahoo. It makes it kind of hard. Yeah, no, I I know what you're saying. They're updating us on the uh, Rays. Have you been playing much uh, short-slate baseball this year?
3: Uh, It just depends on the day. I mean, not as much as... Not as much as the full slate, but here and there, if I'm at home, I will. What about you?
2: Uh, I've i been crushing the short slates, man. It's just like multi entering. Somehow I had like, I only had 60% Trevor Bauer today, which feels like a win. You know, <laughs> like did, when did he-
3: you see that guy calling us out on, on so Stevie, because I, I, I recommended Nico Goodrum as my like sneaky home run or whatever that category is in the expert, the thing. So yeah. Stevie like just was being nice and said, nice call. And some guy just starts making fun of us. Like, Oh, you guys are talking up your product and. Uh.
2: Well, if you call out a Nico Goodrum home run against Trevor Bauer, I feel like it's okay. If you talk up the product. I mean, right? am I not, you don't get a victory lap when you call that. You can absolutely get a victory lap. I have no problem with that. Yeah. I, yeah go for it. I, I had, I looked at my script. I had exactly one Nico Goodrum team. So is it a good team? Um I guess that depends if the other eight guys do well. I don't know. Like I got I got 150, man. I just guessed, man. It's just like, yeah. All right. Uh we got YouTube questions coming in. See like the D train was telling us that uh the YouTube was just it was slow right now. now we got YouTube questions. All right. Pick two. God, this slate. Udo o'quinn Birch. Birch, please. Birch, who who's Birch? Plim Birch. If Vooch sits. Fuchs is not sitting.
3: Orlando needs to win. I agree. I don't see uh, Fuchs is not sitting tonight. Like uh, you're not playing Birch either way. Like Birch is not a better play than Birch is not a better play than all those. Well, I don't even.
2: Yeah, play
3: Udo is my favorite cheap center. I think
2: if yeah. I had to pick one, I think especially on a site again like Yahoo, where though yeah. you're getting three points for the blocks, like I think it was a phenomenal play there. Thoughts on Cornet tonight? He went for like fifty
3: last night on a site like Yahoo, where he's a center. I don't think you can play him on Yahoo just because Detroit needs to win. Any he, he's twelve bucks. I know it's only a two dollar difference, but I don't think he's as good to play as all those ten dollar centers. All right, Evan Turner or Luke Cornett. I mean, I'm going to take guys that need to win. Like I said, these Portland guys are going to maybe be my favorites. I mean. Portland is favored by four points without their two best, without their three best guys counting Nurkic. They need to win to get the three seed. I love these Portland guys.
2: Is Vince Carter retiring this year? He says he's not. Stop. He's, I mean. He's been on TV and he says he's not. I mean, like. He's still decent. Like when you I know, all, I know, He's like, crazy. He can't, play, he can't play 25 minutes, but he gets in. Did you see Dirk dunk last night? Dirk just went I, – I was so pissed I didn't play him. Like, he,
3: he was so good last night. You did lock in Wade, though, didn't you? I didn't play either one of them, to be honest. You didn't
2: – I wasn't even close
3: to – like, he wasn't even – he still didn't even crash. He went for 40. Yeah, but he didn't do anything else. Like, he he, he didn't have that many fantasy points. He was <laughs> over 6K. He
2: went for 40 fantasy points. Yeah, but he was over 6K. Tony, you can't have 30 extra – I everybody. need 37X. <laughs> Oh, we just completely flipped roles here. You know it's late season. <laughs> We're just like Cody's in 37x. I'm like, oh five and a half x looks okay. Oh man. QQ, who scores the most? Udo, Gordy Jang, or DJ Wilson? I mean, I
3: I like I like Gorgy and Udo the most, but DJ Wilson could
2: smash too with Milwaukee sitting guys. Oh, oh, Bobby's in there waiting needed more. Dude we went for like 40 fantasy points. Don't complain about four. You don't get to complain about 40 fantasy points. This time points.
3: of year, though, cause this is when you actually need 37X because all of these value dudes just
2: smash. Over under winning score tonight 450. Because Alex Caruso, so you haven't been watching, like this Alex you Caruso has been crushing it. Like he's tipping dunks home on missed <laughs> shots and everything. Like. I am not
3: exaggerating either. Like he looks legit. Like he has been unbelievable.
2: I mean, anytime a guy looks like Osmo and crushes the NBA, like, you got to give the dude props. Like,
3: tip donks, like he went up and tip donks. Dude, it. I
2: saw that. That's uh, one of those thunks where you watch it like five or six times. You know, you just are just like, no, I could not believe it. Yeah, it, it looked like he got on a trampoline. Yeah, it
3: did. I, I probably couldn't jump that high off a trampoline.
2: <laughs> you start off, man. You're tall. I know you got. You start off that high. That guy got up though. All right, uh Dirk minutes tonight this is the last game I, I seriously
3: I, I mean I could be wrong about this but I really think Wade and Dirk might sit tonight even like they, just they ain't played their last, it's game. The last game everything but stand. they just played their last home game like it was like they it was like they going away deal I don't think they play that I'm not playing either one of them tonight I could be wrong they could crush but these other value guys are just so much more elite to me Dirk played a lot of minutes last night. It's a back-to-back. It's on the road. I wouldn't be surprised if Dirk sits tonight. Like, I'm serious. If he does play, I don't think he'll –
2: I'm not playing either one of them. All right. That's fair enough. If you have any more questions, go ahead and fire him up in the chat. I will ask him to donate. He knows what he's talking about. Let's talk about some power forwards. We haven't really touched on this position yet. Um, you know, Giannis, he's out. Blake Griffin, he's out. John Collins against Indiana expected to see minutes. You know, I've seen some articles today that just says – play John Collins because you have to pay up somewhere what do you think about Collins tonight I mean
3: I agree with the in theory that you have to spend up somewhere because of how much value but I don't think it's going to be John Collins for me I mean he's how much is he uh he is 33 dollars Yeah, I mean, that price isn't horrible. I think he gets you like 40 fantasy points. So if that's enough for you, I just, I can't play a guy like John Collins. There's just so many better spots, but
2: yeah. All right, let's talk some of the value at this position. I mean, I'm pulling up uh, the projection models right now. You know, we're looking at Collins, you know, I'm kind of with you. Like he's just in that, um, he's just in that range where I don't really want to be in this range. I'd rather play a guy like Al Farouk you know, Frank Kaminsky even. God, what a stupid slate. You know, You know, Gordish Nyang, You know, I mean, these guys I think are better plays. What are you doing at the power forward position? What position on Yahoo is this Naz Long, dude? Naz? Shit,
3: I
6: don't know.
2: N-A-Z. Type in N-A-Z. I'll type Long. And it's Nazareth Mitrio Long. He's 10 bucks and a point guard. Oh, he's a point guard. Can't play. Him. You're we're playing Kimba and Russ at point guard, man. Like,
3: nah. Both these Utah guys though are basically two of my best projections of the night. This. What about Niang from Iowa State? What position is he? He's a power forward. He's so I definitely like him. Like he I got. Was, him re- I remember him in college. He was good. Yeah, he was real good. He, he's going to crush tonight too versus the Clippers. Like these Utah guys are for sure my favorite values tonight because the Clippers. We know they don't play defense. It's going to be a blowout. It's going to these these Utah guys are going to break the slate tonight. I think you got <laughs> Nazlong, Niang, and Udo. You got the the big three, right? And Royce O'Neal, for that matter. But really, my three favorite plays are Nazlong, Niang, and Udo.
2: Yeah, this state's so dumb. You know, we've got Paul George in here. You're going to end up putting 150 teams in and winning I all of them. No, I, I, dude, I thought about it. I ain't. I ain't doing it, man. I'm They're not. Win. Okay. Anybody who's playing NBA this time of year knows to do this, right? Maybe do they though?
3: Last night, everyone wanted to play. I know. I keep saying Curry, but I just I hated the play, even if he didn't get hurt. <laughs> Boss bro, in the chat, he says Grayson Allen Day. I I don't hate that. These Utah guys. I mean, let me see how many minutes for. Hey, there's our there's our chief shooting guard, Grayson Allen. I, I like that call, actually. Grayson Allen's a good. These Utah guys are for sure my favorite right now. I got Grayson Allen. I got him at thirty-six minutes, twenty-nine fantasy points. I'm sure he's ten bucks on there, right? Yeah,
2: oh yeah, he's yeah, he's definitely ten bucks. Spe- speaking of, uh, yeah, we'll pivot to that in a little bit. I, well, first, speaking of uh, Yahoo pricing, did you see what they did to Chris Davis today? On Yahoo? Yeah. Was he a buck? He's a dollar. Did they really make him a buck? They made him a dollar. I still wouldn't play him. I'm still no. I'm not. He's not starting. I'm not playing him. I'm not oh, taking he's a not zero. Not starting too. No, I'm not taking. If he was, if he was in the starting lineup, I would play him for a dollar. I don't even think that's a discussion. I don't think I would play him for a buck if he was I mean, You're gonna get a zero. I mean, maybe, but at least I'd have a shot if he's not in the lineup. Yeah, I always
3: want like on on Fanduel yesterday. People were wanting to play him if he was five hundred. I just don't get it though because you can (laughs) salary except on DK where the pricing is tight this year. Like Fanduel, you can already play whoever you want. You don't need the salary.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's fine. I understand what you're saying. I'm just yeah. He's
3: he's over forty nine or whatever he is. Like I don't want to just take a free zero.
2: I mean I'm not playing him on like Fanduel you were talking about over there. I think that's nuts to play him on Fanduel. Isn't he 2K
3: on DK today?
2: That sounds like a lot for a zero. But
3: But at least on DK, you can say because the pricing is like
2: so tight that maybe it's like – They loosened it up today, didn't you hear? Did they finally? I I haven't looked at that pricing. Yeah, no, I because I, everybody complained. Now it's like you can get everybody in. It's it's, <laughs> it's right it's, back there's to that. No middle ground, man. It's like it's like politics, dude. Why Either is it right.
3: so hard though? Like make the make the crappy guys cheap and make the good guys expensive. Like it's the average guys in the middle. You would think it would be simple, I, but here we are. Like Tommy Listella should
2: be twenty nine hundred. So when he goes off, I can take my victory lap. Like <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> it was funny. I saw you tweeting about Tommy Listella the other day, and I swear to you, that same slate. I was uh, I was building my script, and I'm like, oh, okay, let's I, – I took him out, and then I we thought – We
3: were on the show, weren't we? We were on yeah, the show. Yeah, well, I
2: took him out of the script, and I'm like, man, he's just crushing too much. So I put him back in, and he hits, like, two bombs. I'm like, <laughs> whatever. Wait. What those are, are it the
3: plays, play? man. Like, I know that DeGrom busted, so it didn't matter yesterday, but, like, when you play those stud pitchers and you play that guy, like, that's what. That's why you need those cheap guys.
2: Dude, yeah, I'm I'm going to take a victory lap on DeGrom. I was screamed on X for an hour not to play him.
3: He just yeah. I mean, Minnesota just doesn't strike
2: out. They, to, they had, like, 18% strikeout rate, and Garrett Cole was 9% versus DeGrom, 45%. Like, And those Minnesota, like, the top five guys, like, never strike out. Like, yeah. ever. Yep. Yeah, that's my victory lap for the day. Is just the... That's uh a good victory lap. Zero. I know. I still lost... And you'd really have
3: a victory lap. Yeah, no.
2: I, I mean, I still lost money, because I stacked up Arizona every which way, so that didn't work out. But, um, yeah, no. Chris Davis, not in the lineup, so... They're saving us a little bit of trouble. I would play him at a dollar. I just feel like you have to play him at a dollar at that point. Yeah.
3: Why, though? You can still play whoever you want.
2: And, I mean, we're talking Yahoo.
3: The only you know, way like, I think you play him is if, like, say you have – say cores or whatever the stack is that you love that day. And you, you, the only way you can get your high price stack is if you
2: play him. Why don't you just stack up Seattle? They they, they go for crush like – every day. Every freaking day, man. Now they're going against this dude named Phil Meyer like hot uh, streaks don't exist though i mean yeah tony the in the uh, youtube some people just tuning in they want a uh they want you to go over the teams with motivation again
3: I, they missed my whole. i had a whole. i went into it for the people i know after.
2: and i'm gonna ask you to do it again because we still have 10 minutes yeah.
3: left, so. i mean so so tonight we'll, we'll just go game by game one more time just in the west you yeah, have portland and denver need to win for for the positioning. So you got, if Denver wins and Portland wins, Denver gets the two, Portland gets the three, Houston gets the four. If Denver loses, Houston gets all the way up to the two. Denver's locked into the two or the three. They get the three, Portland would get the four. And if Portland loses and Denver wins, it's Denver, Houston, Portland. But where it gets real interesting is Portland is sitting Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. For some reason, I still haven't figured out why they're sitting them. But on top of that, they're still favored by four over Sacramento, which you can take it two ways. They're sitting these guys so they want to lose, which would scare you. Or they're just sitting guys just to rest them because they don't care and they'll still try to win, which I kind of think, which makes me like these Portland guys. That covers the West. I mean, these other teams need to win. Like OKC needs to win for position. San Antonio and the Clippers need to win. What is that? Bob Huggins? Who is that? That's the Eric Crane bobblehead. That's Eric Crane?
5: Yeah.
3: Doesn't look like you. There's no hat on the head. I mean.
2: Where's grandma's hat? It's in the closet.
3: Well, go get it.
2: I mean, I don't want to leave again. I don't want to leave again. While I'm talking about the East, go get it. All right, you go Uh, ahead.
3: So in the East, we got Orlando and Charlotte is the biggest game by far because Charlotte needs to win to have any chance to get in. And Orlando needs to win to not get the eight, even though I hope they lose so they get the eight and play Milwaukee. And I think that's the only – Brooklyn needs to win tonight versus Miami. So, Brooklyn will win. I mean, Miami's not going to beat them for position. And Detroit needs to win, and they should kill the Knicks. So, I think that covers all the the stuff for the second time. I'm just
2: sitting around, you know, should (laughs) – he said said Bob Huggins. Should I go with body – should I mess with body parts tonight, Tony? It looked like Bob Huggins. <laughs>
5: Bob Huggins. It doesn't look anything.
2: Bob Huggins bobblehead, I got it. Look, hold on. You're gonna love this.
3: <laughs> what are you going to get a Bob Huggins bobblehead? You're gonna love this. All right, let's see it. You like this shirt, first of all.
2: Yeah, I, love, I like. I do like that shirt. That RotoWire stuff's good, man. Wait, what do you have. Wait, hold on. How? What happened in your life that led you to get a Bob Huggins bobblehead? From Cincinnati, man. Look at skyline, Chili. You're The skyline chili, a
7: Cincinnati hero.
2: <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Speaking of Cincinnati, how are your Reds doing? Now they finally scored yesterday. They scored like twenty runs yesterday. I I almost said on ye- on yesterday. I said, man, I'm almost glad the Reds aren't on the main slate because I knew I would stack them up like a hundred ways and just see what happened. And then of course they went off for twelve, and I go,
3: oh. they looked so good yesterday versus that dude. Yeah, Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. but it's Jose Urania, he stinks. he stinks.
3: The worst part was I didn't realize it was an earlier game. So, like, the, my plan for, like, two hours was to stack them, and then I realized they weren't even on the main slate. What's up with the Reds? Because they're doing the same thing tonight, starting the game at uh, 640. I don't know why. I hate how these teams do that. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense even for, like, the home team. Like, 7 o'clock is always a good time to start the game.
2: I'm with you. I do enjoy, though – the um that we've had more day game slates lately like if you either have that? a
3: day game or a seven
2: like don't make it some weird time though since yeah. 6 30 like make it at one make it at two
3: three but don't make it at 6 30 or whatever it is
2: reds why would you do this speaking of mlb let's pivot over some mlb tonight since let's be honest nba is a shit show you know play here, real quick recap play three stars on yahoo save money with guys like Oquinn. quinn i'm gonna win all the money tonight with all this mocking you're doing of it what do you mean? Oh, because I'm mocking the last one. I want one. you I mean, to get in there. We need to script. I mean, I'm going to talk you into scripting it. We're going to chop it. We're going to we're going to go in together. You're really not. It's not. You're not talking to me into. Sc- oh, wait, we're going to chop it up. Does that mean that you're yeah, going to? Be- you don't want to freaking? You don't like money? I mean, if you want a script, I'll help. I'll help. Uh, I'll help I mean, throw some money in there. We're going. To, what, what's the biggest tournament tonight? We're going to win it. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. you've you lost it, man. All right, we'll talk after the show, of course. Devin's going to try. You know, Devin, he's going to try and kick us off the call be like, guys, we we, we got to go. I got to get in. We're just going to be sitting around like, bro, hang on. We got stuff to talk about. That's how we roll sometimes. Is
3: this guy talking trash about Cincinnati in the chat? What is he? Cincinnati is a backwards city, Kentucky, North. What is he talking about?
2: Last time I was in Cincinnati, I remember there were a lot of hills. I went to uh, Kings Island. Kings Island. There you go. Yeah, I had a good time in Cincinnati. When are you coming back? You haven't invited me, man. We we're talking to Stevie. You you're invited every day. We we're talking to Stevie the other day. We're all going to go to that race, aren't we? We need to. Yeah, we're going to get me, you, and beer and Stevie, and it's you guys are going to have a conversation. I'm going to have to stand on a pedestal just to be able to hear what you guys are saying because you're all. Are you like, going to beat him in Cornhole? I mean. I should not be on. You don't want me on your cornhole team. We'll beat them. I mean, I won with Boggs and Dan Bach versus
3: those two. Like, if I can win with those two, then <laughs> if I can win with Dan Bach, I better be able to win with Crane.
2: <laughs> They're all talking about Landa in the chat now. Freaking Landa in there. Since oh, that's oh, that's yeah, that's who was talking about the guy that was calling the uh, Backward seat. Whatever happened to Landa? I know he's on the he's show still, here. In he's little... Still dead. He's still in the ground. Well, I mean, it's Dean, isn't it? Like he Landa hosts Grinders Live. Oh. No. No,
3: Kevin Pilar just hit a bomb. I wonder if I can take the victory lap for yeah, him. I didn't
2: think Kevin Pilar was starting.
3: I, I had him in my thing. Maybe he didn't start. He didn't I, start. I, he didn't. Kevin Pilar wasn't in the lineup. I put him in my expert survey and then I went golfing and he hit a bomb.
2: Dude, he wasn't even in the lineup. He just hit a bomb. Yeah, I can tell because by currently I winning, I'm take a victory lap and that guy's going to be so tilted. Whoever was calling me out earlier. Uh, hold on. I'm pulling. Did he? Did Kevin Pilar start and I missed the lineup change or something? Because the I don't initial know he lineup started, but he just hit a bomb. He must have started because he's 23%. Yeah. Oh, man. Whatever. You had
3: me worried because I had him in my survey. I
2: was going gonna... I'm to. Almost, I'm almost sure he did not start. Oh, whatever. Way to go. Plar started. All right. All There's
3: right. 23%. My guess is he started. <laughs> that's, I know.
2: That's my problem. I'm like, he didn't start. And then I look – He's twenty three percent. And I am like either I am in the greatest tournament ever or I am a moron. <laughs> no, yeah.
3: yeah, I mean just in general, if the dude's twenty three percent, I am gonna take the chance. Oh, of-
2: he let off. Wait, what? How did, always, did I get? He always leads off against lefties. I, he was hitting. I mean, it's a new team. Like who knows what he's doing? But he's hit a bomb like back to back days. Oh, what a freaking mess this is. That's all right. I am still. Pilar was easy. LOL. Not if he was not, if you thought he wasn't starting,
3: he was not easy. If he was not in the lineup, That is <laughs>
2: well, I'm pulling it up right now. Oh, I got confused. Now I know what happened. Yeah. You
3: didn't look yeah. at my expert survey is what happened. <laughs> I got, a, I want to see this expert survey. Now
2: this kid that was, uh, yeah, this kid that was throwing just got, gets rocked by righties. I was looking at this kid's minor league numbers, the guy facing the giants tonight. Like, the guys were getting 300 off righties were hitting 300 off of him in the freaking minors and it was in like single a ball last year like I just loaded up on all these Giants righties I know what happened now I know exactly what happened and uh, I'm not happy about it at all yeah he let off yesterday too whatever screw you guys I'm still running good uh, <laughs> all right let's talk baseball tonight really quick Tony we got about 10 minutes left I want to touch on the baseball slate um are, we, are you going back to the Mets pitcher that's the in the lowest total of the game on the slate tonight? So this is where this is where the, the game theory
3: comes in a little bit for me, because if the Grom threw a jam yesterday, I would for sure fade Syndergaard today. And this, this shouldn't be the way it is anyways. It's probably a leak of my own. But because they kind of slapped him around a little bit and it's the lowest total of the night, I kind of want to come back to Syndergaard. But it's the same bad matchup that we didn't like yesterday.
2: Yeah. So it's, it's a little hairy for me. Here, I'm pulling up my pitcher sheet right now. Um Sorry, I don't have it completely updated, but I'm pulling it up. You know, I look at Syndergaard. I think he's fine. I'm not overly excited. Like He's one of those guys, if he fits, great. And if he doesn't, that's okay, too. You know, I'm not yeah. sitting here saying that. I agree. You've got you've got to play Noah Syndergaard. I think he's I think he's, he's definitely player. not just like a must must play. No way. No, you know I mean he's a worse picture than Degrom is, and not and they're both really good of course. Yeah. But the point stands that he's just not as good. I actually like Maeda tonight. I know you're playing. I know he's playing my Cardinals, but like Maeda just is absolutely dominant against righties. And this Cardinal lineup outside of Carpenter just doesn't have any lefties that really scare you. And I think Maeda is just to play. That I'm willing to take a shot on even though we're always concerned about the pitch count with him right he's thrown what 107 and 91 pitches this year I, I like my eight tonight I, I hate picking on my cardinals but I just really like him the matchup for him yeah I mean I, I don't love that price point though I think he might outscore Syndergaard is the thing
3: yeah I mean I, I could definitely see it where and you said the pricing. I haven't I haven't studied the pricing yet. I mean, if the pricing is a lot looser, then I definitely like him more.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to pull up the uh, sheet right now with the pricing. Yeah, it's like – no, I'm not going to attack Syndergaard chat. Like, don't, don't – I'm not playing Definitely don't play the Twins tonight. Like, I think that is bad. Like, I think
3: playing the Twins is real bad tonight. Yeah,
2: so they're like a big underdog and a seven-run total in Thor very – just because – yeah, it's just, it's just silly. There's no reason. The reason
3: be... you don't love Syndergaard is that they don't strike out a ton. That doesn't mean they're going to score 10. It just means they might hit some
2: weight grounders and flies or whatever, like make some easy outs. I do like this uh, Frankie Montas guy facing, uh, facing Baltimore. The strikeouts haven't really been there this year. If you look yeah. at the minor league numbers, though, he's been a big strikeout guy down there. He faces Baltimore who's just – I mean, dude, Baltimore's awful. <laughs> Their lineup is terrible. Did you see – I mean, Oakland, they were really chalky last night and they went off. Did you get to see how they scored those first five runs? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I had Oakland the last two nights. I mean, that means – that means, guy, Andy's cousin, he <laughs> ran so bad. Like, Oakland – They were kicking it around for sure. It, it was like, I think the first four hits, none of them left the infield. And then Simeon just, like, reached his bat out and barely poked a home run over the left field bleachers. Like, it was just – I mean so- – that means guy like he's not good he's not going to miss any bats he's not good for fantasy but just as far as like oakland chalk i feel like oakland should not have gotten there the way i was watch- watching that game
3: they, i mean they really didn't get there all that much i mean the good
2: guys didn't do anything dude i don't know how a team scores double digit runs and none of my players do well but because that's all what their
3: happened. good dudes really didn't do much
2: yeah i mean it was pro far that got there um Josh Fegley, Simeon. Who's Fegley he
3: always gets there. Fegley is definitely a big T guy.
2: I had I had a lot of John Ryan Murphy last night. He's a versus lefty. He's always going to be good. Yep. I always like John Ryan Murphy. Yeah. He just, mashes. Yeah. Speaking of mashing, bleep Kevin Pilar. That's what I think. That guy is just, ah, freaking Kevin Pillar. Uh Speaking of uh, pitchers that strike guys out that Um well may or may not be good. Robbie Ray at home against Texas. Any interest there? I like it.
3: I know a lot of people like Robbie Ray. I I do like I like targeting Texas with lefties a a lot. I mean there's the there's the see there we go. The chat's another big big T victory lap. Simeon yesterday was my bomb yesterday. See? Chat's giving me credit for once.
2: Hey, they love you, man. They love you when you win.
3: Simeon on the show yesterday. My two home runs were Simeon and Listella. So,
2: wait, you pick Listella's? Yeah, yeah,
3: my punt bomb of the day, and he hit two. Uh,
2: that shirt needs to say Tony, not Nick. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. Except I didn't cash because I had the Grom. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Well, the, hey, these things happen sometimes. Yeah, I'm just pulling up the pitcher pricing over on Yahoo for today. I, I kind of like you, garbage, As crazy as that sounds. Dude, Udark is just gonna
3: be chalk. I understand, but there's a twenty mile an hour wind blowing in at Wrigley. Like, how's how's Pittsburgh gonna score?
2: No, I I mean I get it, but I mean he's gonna it walk a million. Guys. He's gonna walk a million guys. He could, but God, well, with that wind, man! It is tough to get hit hard. Like, I would rather pay four bucks more for Kintomayet on Yahoo. I'd rather pay four bucks. Yeah,
3: I mean, movie. I agree I agree completely with you. If they're the same price, yeah, that's the well, thing. Like on DK, like my eight is ten K and you is seven K.
2: Yeah, well, I'm not playing there tonight because I, I don't want to. the
3: three K difference?
2: Yeah, no, I mean that's real. That's like that's a real difference. I you know, I'm looking at some of these cheap guys. Nothing really like Nick Pavetta seems a little too cheap at thirty bucks. I know Frankie Montas is too cheap at twenty nine bucks. I, I love that call. Like I think that's a great call that you threw out there, Montas. Like he yeah. Get us a team in there, but let's build one. All right, let's – okay, we'll go uh, Frankie. I'm throwing my boy Mate in there. All right, 30, he's yeah. 38. Bucks. I'm okay. We still have 16 per. And Chris Davis, we start with him, right? I mean, I think you should just get us a Seattle team since they're going to score like 20. Every day,
3: every day. Look stuff. at the pitcher they're going against. Like, they're gonna, how do they yeah. not score 20?
2: Phil, Phil Meyer's bad, man, like, and plus that bullpen's bad. All right, let's go. We'll throw Nevaez in there. You got to throw uh, – let's see. We'll throw Wooden. Definitely got to play Vogelbach. Vogelbach, I do like that guy. <laughs> Only 14 bucks. He's cheap. All right, I got Novaez, Vogelbach.
3: Navarez is 16 bucks on Yahoo? Yeah,
2: he smashes. I know, but he's cheap
3: on the other sites.
2: Yeah, well, I'm looking for these other guys. Let's play – even though it's not a Sunday – I actually don't play. like Seattle on Yahoo anymore. I changed my mind. Whatever, I just got. out oh, no, nope, can't get those guys. They're in. too expensive, dude. prices have come up, man. I see that. Like,
3: I can't put, pay twenty two dollars for Malik Smith. That's a fair point. <laughs> like, I just, I can't
2: do it. <laughs> all right, well, let's here. We yeah, put, well, let's not play Seattle anymore. Like, Seattle, all right. Well, what are some? Who are some of the stacks that you like?
3: I was trying I to know. find us a team that we can get behind and and get into the victory circle here for the people. Uh, I mean, I guess just just build us an Oakland team. These prices are, are cheap enough. I Maybe mean, like Morales for eight bucks is like stealing,
2: dude. Kendry sucks, man. He's eight bucks. I mean, I I might as well play Chris Davis for a dollar if you're going to take a zero. I mean, I'll yeah. take I'll take Morales and you can take. Uh, oh, these guys are so cheap.
3: I mean, Pender's wow. ten, Profar's nine. Like I. Yeah. And you don't even Grossman, like need Grossman chat. seventeen leading off. Like these guys are way too cheap. Grossman's
2: bad too. Him and him and uh
3: Morales at eight dollars. If you don't like
2: that, then uh, I don't know what to tell you. I mean let's play all right, I'll throw I'd rather play this Lariano guy. Come on, bottom of the order. I know you like those guys. Yeah,
3: so play five, six, play five, six, seven, eight, nine. I've gotta play Simeon. We'll play we can play six, right?
2: Oh yeah, that's right. You can play six in Yahoo. So I'll play all right. I'm I don't even play. like Simeon against righties. I mean, if they're putting up 20 runs, he's hitting second. He's probably going to be involved.
3: Yeah, pl- play play Simeon in the the five, six, seven, eight, nine, and
2: let's. I will right, we'll play we'll... Nick Hundley. Yeah, Nick Hundley for sure at seven bucks. Like I so. actually like Nick Hundley. Like, I feel like yeah. he's on the bad raff as is. Absolutely,
3: career. especially for seven bucks.
2: Yep. All right, we have 20 left over. All right, we got our – oh, we can still throw another A in there. I'm not – Get a six.
3: Five, six, seven, right, eight, throw, nine. Is Pro Far is there yet?
2: What about Matt Chapman?
3: Where's far
2: Chapman sucks. <laughs> Dude, you he's can't – killing Chapman me. Chapman does sucks, But Profar, he's, Pro like far, he's second base. You can't play him and Pender. Oh, okay. Play Pender then. Yeah, Pender's a stud. You got Laureano in there? You do? Yep. I can throw another I believe... outfielder. <laughs> Here,
3: I'll How throw another do I not outfielder. see Kendry's in there yet? My boy needs to be in
2: there. Whatever. Here, all right. I'll throw Kendrys Morales. Get him in there. Yeah, it's taking a while because Kendrys is incredibly slow.
3: How many? How many?
2: Is that six dudes? Yep. Wait, I can't. Okay, yeah. Okay, so we got six guys in there. We got twenty-six left over for 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 which positions? Uh, For outfield and third base. All right. Who's the most expensive outfielder? Let's see. It's Christian Yelich against Felix Pena. All right, we're going with that. Yeah, and then at third base we got 25 bucks left uh we got it here do we want Rendon. i don't really want him i don't really want Rendon. We we dude we can just go up like we can get the cinder guard here so easily do we want to though is the question yeah, not really i like our pitchers I, I feel good about our two pitchers all right well, uh, here, at third third third. do who whoever at third i mean whoever, like, know,
3: third baseman is
2: I'm throwing Chapman in there and I'm taking Kendris out. Because Kendris- oh,
3: no. no. Anybody yeah. take someone else? Take someone else out. Why do you want Kendricks? He's, he's going to hit a bomb today for sure. Can he even hit a bomb? How many do I not call these scrubs? These yeah, come do, off. All, right, all right,
2: I'll take Simeon out. How about that? Yeah,
3: take Simeon
2: out. I don't even like Simeon tonight. All right, so what if I throw the – I'll throw the KC guy in there, Mondesi. I like yeah, him. Yeah, there we go.
3: See, now all we're right. talking.
2: Yeah, I got 25 bucks left over for an outfield spot.
3: Yeah, whoever the person's favorite outfielder is, put it in there.
2: All right, chat. let me know. Who's a $25 outfielder that we want to play? We can go with Conforto, Bryce Harper, Cody Bellinger. Um, oh, God, get Bellinger in there for sure. He mashes. He's got. He's facing my boy Jack Flaherty, though. I don't care. Bellinger, Bellinger mashes. I mean, he's, you ain't going to mash Jack Flaherty. Jack Flaherty's a stud. All right, I'm waiting for the chat to let us know who we're going to be. Who's it going to be, chat? Pepsi's in there ready to say Chris Davis like I heard him say the other
3: day on the show.
2: <sighs> I'm never going to get that guy right. Not like, the good Chris Davis. Oh, the bad Chris! I ain't playing bad Chris Davis, man. Like I call Pepsi. Was out oh, we got Bryce Butters is in there first. Sand Bryce. All right, that is just who it's going to be. Hey, I don't mind rooting for Bryce Harper. Revenge game he's on a mission too. He's been he's been good. Yeah. Oh, Flaherty sucks. Okay. On that note, I know the chat is officially lost, so we're going to get off here, Tony. I want to thank everybody for joining us. I want to thank Yahoo for sponsoring the show. It's good times on the Yahoo show. It's good times with Big T. Tony, you got any thoughts for uh, final thoughts before we jump off here? No, we're gonna win the NBA tonight. I know that. <laughs> we'll talk after the show. I'm Eric. He's Tony. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you later. Peace.
7: beer here back in the fantasy bar at six of my favorite plays for wednesday night on FanDuel. three bats under 4k for you an ultimate value bat a strikeout pitcher with big time upside at a discounted price and of course my favorite play the beast of the night how do you find out who i'm looking at you belly up to the fantasy bar and find out Welcome in, guys. Wednesday edition Beer's Daily Fantasy Six Pack back here in the Fantasy Bar. Six guys fresh off the tap for you over on FanDuel today. Again, we'll try to mix in some value, some guys under 4K. We'll get you a pitcher, and we always end the video with my favorite play, the Beast of the Night. So we'll get to that, but let's start out in the outfield here tonight. A guy that's swinging a power stick right now, outfielder Jay Bruce, 3600. So don't look at the batting average, but if you look in the home run column, you're going to see seven home runs over the last eight games. So it's gone yard in six of the team's last eight games. And last season, the numbers were not great against right-handed pitching, no doubt. But I'm going to trust the career-long track record of Jay Bruce and the power surge that we've seen this season. So career-wise, we're talking about a Wobit almost 350, an ISO over 230. And when you look at Lopez, a lot of hard contact. Two left-handed hitters last season, almost 45%. Hard contact allowed. The Mariners locked in. Jay Bruce locked in. That price remains a value at thirty six hundred. All right, let's go to Oakland here at third base with Matt Chapman thirty four hundred. So another great spot here for Oakland. We saw him put a ton of runs on the board last night. I think they do it here again tonight. And Chapman may be a guy that goes slightly overlooked here. You know, nothing really jumps off the page with his box scores. We know a lot of people. That's all they're really looking at. You know, what have you done for me lately? Not a lot there for Matt Chapman. So hopefully that keeps the masses away outside of you guys here in the fantasy bar, of course. But Chapman, very good righty on righty. 378 Woba last season. Nice 258 ISO forming. Look at Dan Straley. Some of the numbers look pretty good against righty. Some of them look bad, and we'll get into those. But some of them look good, especially that batting average last season. Just 203. But only gave up a 210 batting average on balls in play. So we've got very, very lucky against right-handed hitters or those numbers could be much worse for dan straley so don't let that fool you the a's in a great spot chapman i think breaks out here in a big way righty on righty against dan straley so we're talking oakland we're talking righty on righty you damn right we're gonna have outfielder chris davis four thousand. should just have a permanent seat here at the fantasy bar i can't quit chris davis here and i'm certainly not going to do it in this matchup one of the highest isos in the league last season against right-handed pitching at 315. The Woba at 380. The high value hit rate, almost 14% for Chris Davis against right-handed pitchers last season. We mentioned Dan Straley. Some of the numbers look good. Some of them look really bad as well, especially that hard contact rate approaching 50% against right-handed bats. So Davis, one of the best in the business, a six-pack Hall of Famer. Yes, you see him a lot, but tonight I think it's good reason. I think he bounces back. That's a big day against Dan Australia. All right, we like Oakland. Let's go to the other side, and yes, we're gonna do it. We're gonna pull the trigger on first baseman Chris Davis, the other Chris Davis. Just five hundred dollars. So Fanduel got tricky on us yesterday. Unfortunately, he was not in the lineup. A lot of people still rostered him and took the zero there. But today is the day, and you're gonna hear that a lot. And a lot of people, it's just gonna be a hot take. But we want to give you the numbers here and tell you why Chris Davis breaks out of the streak, and not only breaks the streak. I think he hits a home run here tonight. Let's start with the matchup against Montaz. 219 ISO allowed to left-handed hitters. 376 weighted OBA. A strikeout rate under 13%. And we know Chris Davis will strike out a ton. But when the guy's strikeout rate is less than 13%, that's a great sign for Chris Davis. Montaz, 42%. Fly ball rate allowed. Another great number in the favor of Chris Davis. And a hard contact rate over 42% against left-handed hitters as well. So Montas, a disaster against left-handed hitters. Pitches is really what stands out here. And you can find all this information in our Plate IQ tool over at Roto Grinders. But when we break it down by pitch, Montas loves to use that sinker 60% of the times against left-handed hitters. Well, guess what? Chris Davis hits that pitch extremely well. 398 weighted OBA and a massive 320 ISO. The slider, 18% of the times, still a two forty three ISO for Chris Davis. And the fastball, a two forty one ISO here. So, the numbers all add up. I know the guy's old for his last 4,000 at-bats, but I think he breaks the cycle here in a big day. Cash games, you lock him in tournaments. I want to take an overweight approach here. Chris Davis at $500. Yes, the price is great, but the matchup even better here. He gets it going in a big way tonight. All right, starting pitcher, we promised you a guy with some strikeout upside. Let's go out to Arizona with Robbie Ray, 8,100. So Ray always a threat for double-digit strikeouts. You, know, you don't get that out of a lot of guys, and yes, it's risky as well, but these are the kind of risks that I like taking in daily fantasy baseball because we know strikeouts are king, and Ray can certainly do that. Now, the Rangers, not one of the big strikeout teams out there. In fact, pretty good. They don't have a ton of strikeout guys. You know what else? They don't have they don't have a lot of power, a lot of threats against left handed pitching. In fact, not a single ISO in their projected lineup tonight goes over 185 against left handed pitching. And that has been the Achilles heel for Robbie Ray. You know, if he's not striking guys out, he's giving up home runs, he's causing damage to himself in that department. You don't really have to worry about that too much here with the Texas Rangers. Not only that, we get a nice pricing discount here. We look over at DraftKings, Ray, the fourth highest priced starting pitcher tonight on FanDuel. Down at seventh. So I love him on both sides tonight. But at 8,100 against Texas, I think this is a great spot. And I think he does give us those double digit strikeouts here tonight at just 8,100. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play. But before we do that, guys, who's your favorite play? I challenge you to get in the comment section. Let me know your play tonight, your beast of the night here. And if you're on YouTube, very simple. All I ask, not only put that beast of the night in the comment section, but hit that thumbs-up button, guys. really helps us out here at the Fantasy Bar. means a lot to me. And thank you, as always, for stopping by. Now, let's take a look at my favorite play. You know him as the Beast of the Night. All right, Beast, time. We saved you with the $500 salary of Chris Davis and some of the other bats under 4KY so we can spend up in the outfield Bryce Harper, 4700 Tonight's Beast of the Night. So if there's one stud I'm paying up for tonight, it's Harper. And you have some options. There's a ton of guys up there that you can pay up for. Harper, the guy for me. Why? Because he's been a thorn in the side of his former team. Has already gone deep twice against Washington. Six RBIs already. Against right-handed pitching, we know this guy matches. 259 ISO, a Woba nearing 400, and a high-value hit rate over 10%. You also have the BVP in his corner. Two home runs against Jeremy Hellickson in just 18 at-bats. I love this spot for him tonight. Hellickson been solid against lefties. I Link Harper gets the better of this matchup tonight. Easily my favorite play on FanDuel and tonight's Beast of the Night. All right, guys, that wraps up here for Wednesday in the Fantasy Bar. As always, any questions, comments, feedback, get in that comment section. Get your Beast of the Night in there. Hit that thumbs up button on YouTube. And guys, again... Thanks for stopping by. For Rotogrinders.com, I am Bear saying salute. Best of luck here tonight. We'll see you right back here on Friday with more picks from the Fantasy
4: Bar. We'll see you. It's time to find out who's the sharpest better on the SharpSide app. We are excited to roll out SharpSide Street Contest presented by FanDuel. All you have to do is build your streak by stringing together as many winning picks as you can, all for free on the SharpSide mobile app. Swipe as many picks as you want from a variety of player props and game lines. If you see the lock icon after you swipe, that means it's time to lock that bet in to be your favorite swiped pick. Remember, only one lock pick can be made at a given time, so choose wisely. Once that lock bet resolves, you're eligible to select another lock pick. Two or more winning lock bets in a row, and you start your streak. The best thing of all, you can earn FanDuel credit by being the user with the longest active streak at the end of our milestone dates. We'll be giving away $2,000 in FanDuel credit all the way through May 2nd. To show how sharp you are and play for free, be sure to download the SharpSide app available for iOS and Android. It's the SharpSide Streak Contest presented by FanDuel. And remember, you always want to be on the sharp side.
5: Rotor Grinders, Dean here at Dean 7904. If you want to get all technical I mean it's 502 on the dot on the East Coast, 202 on the West Coast, 402 Tennessee time, which of course, it's time for the flagship show here at Rotar Grinders, it's called Skull Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And join me today, uh batting first leading off. It's one uh Stevie, TPFL. You might know him, such things as NASCAR and the morning grind. Stevie, what's going on, dude?
8: Yeah, doing well. Um ready for Wednesday to be over with. I'm ready for the last day of (laughs) NBA regular season. And, um, when you're doing baseball and basketball content all day, like you're just ready for basketball to be over.
5: Well, what do you mean? You're, you're, you're not excited at the prospect of playing like Gorgie Dang and and Greg Monroe and the Kyle O'Quinn? These guys don't get y'all excited.
8: No, not at all.
5: (laughs) Fair enough. I am a glutton and I will play. I'm dabbling. I, I will play some basketball. I did the research on it. So I might as well play it. And, uh, Yeah, it's a full-on disaster. Uh, I'm sure you're excited probably for uh, the Magic. Uh, You know, it's been, what, seven, eight years or so? Are we excited about this, making the playoffs?
8: Yeah, I'm excited we didn't tank uh, with a few games left, and um, I'm glad we made the playoff push. But, yeah, as a Magic fan, I know that, like, it's not in, like, the ownership blood to tank, like, how you need to tank. So I'm glad they made a push. I'm I'm hoping they can get, like, a, a legit point guard like option uh, maybe Fultz shows up in NBA next season but um, they're they're a dangerous little team so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see if they can make a run
5: yeah I know nothing about Fultz but like I guess he's an interesting wild card and like, all I've seen is how disastrous has been I, I don't watch college basketball but allegedly he was really good at one time so uh, I suppose there is some upside there and they bought him on the cheap and uh, Orlando just has a tough time signing big time free agents so maybe that's the route to go and your, your team was too good to tank unfortunately like you couldn't you guys are just much better than everybody else. So, you, you know, it w- wouldn't have worked anyway. Uh, and Pepsi, the hockey playoffs are starting. Your uh, Toronto Maple Leafs are in there, I assume?
6: Yeah, that's exciting. They don't play tonight, but the playoffs do kick off tonight. And I'm quite excited. We're in tough versus Boston, but uh, yeah, exciting time of year. We've got baseball in full action here, and the playoffs are starting here. And uh, will Stevie's Magic play my Raptors by chance in round one? No, I don't Different think Different conference? So. Stevie? Should be the it same depends conference. on what happens tonight. Same oh, conference. Good. Oh, so we can end up playing We'd have to do like a side bet. And like, I guess because my Raptors
5: are much better, we have to do like a huge side bet again. Yeah, you'll have to take a shot of Pepsi or I don't know. You don't you would you take a beer bet, or you don't you wouldn't dabble in that, I assume. I mean it seems fairly
6: safe if, if the Orlando's not very good. I'll only take the bet if they're not very good.
5: <laughs> Toronto would probably win. Uh, most you know, unlike hockey, the best team in basketball wins the playoff series. Ninety percent of the time, seven game series. But uh, speaking of that, Pepsi, you could give us a prediction. Is, is Tampa- we have
8: hold on? Can we have a bet with the Lightning? Since you know Tampa, we can have a bet Ooh, with the Lightning. I got I got to get there
6: first. If so Toronto beats Boston, <laughs> and the Lightning will they'll win? We will have to go toe to toe there as well for sure. I would do that. Yeah, yeah, that's the bet I like. Yeah, you're
5: a little more secure in that one. Eh?
6: <laughs>
8: is that yeah, t- I feel better with that one.
5: You follow the hockey? Yeah, I guess you're not too far from Tampa. Can you name like four dudes on Tampa's team? Not to put you on the um, spot.
8: If you didn't put me in, like obviously like Samkos. Um yeah. you didn't put me on the spot. There's who's the other really good player from Tampa?
6: Kucherov, is that right? Kucherov, Nikita. Okay. Kucherov.
8: Yeah. If you didn't put me on the spot, maybe. <laughs> Sorry. I'll, I'll start. I'll start watching hockey now. Like I like playoff hockey. I go to some games when I'm working down in Tampa sometimes. But like, yeah.
5: Vuz uh, something is the is the, the goalie uh, Andre Valsalevsky. Go. Judges player. will they give it to me? I don't know. <laughs> I might be out I am not really sure but uh, i it's my understanding uh Pepsi they are the the best team in hockey it's not even a conversation but there is a variance in, in a hockey series so uh does Tampa win at all yes or no
6: I'm gonna say yes I predicted them at the beginning of the year to beat Winnipeg in the final uh both teams look pretty good although Winnipeg fell off a little bit so I'm going to take Tampa still over Winnipeg Tampa is just a juggernaut man but like you said, hockey is a little different from most sports. You know, you have got four rounds, you got to win sixteen games. It is really a grind. You got to stay healthy and you got to stay consistent. You certainly can't have an injury to your goalie. Even Tampa Bay would be in trouble in that case. So, hockey is the toughest one to win, in my opinion. And it's a yeah, it's a, it's pretty much a, it's a great ride, really, for hockey players. Even a lot of guys like yourself, Dean, who aren't really hockey fans throughout the season, like Stevie, there, they usually jump on board for the playoffs because they are quite exciting in
5: comparison to the regular season. I, so, I think it takes. Awesome. Uh, go ahead, Stevie.
6: I was just
8: saying playoff hockey is awesome. Um, is Pilat and Strowman still with Tampa? I know those two guys.
6: Yeah, Strowman's not in game one, but they're Strowman's team. Yeah,
5: there you go. Um, two sport athlete, right? Marcus Strowman for the Lightning and for the I, I wasn't aware of this. but uh, all right. So, um, we do also want to mention a couple things before we step aside. It's what four or five days or so before you got, you got to your taxes done. It for whatever reason, that's not that, that's not knocked out just yet. We're gonna have a link drop in chat as well, too. DFS accounting. They will take take care of all your DFS accounting needs. Assuming, you know, you're Rotor Grinders premium member, and they certainly assisted you with the premium content to help you win yourself some money. Uh, you got to report that to old Uncle Sam, and they'll help you out as far as DFS accounting. That's DFSaccounting.com. And there also is that contest still going down as far as the SharpSide app. Again, there's going to be a link drop there in chat to uh, give some further information on it. But it's basically sort of like a... Uh, Was it streaking for the cash, whatever they had there at ESPN or so. And there's three different stop points where whoever's in the lead at that time, I don't have the actual dates in front of me where you win. I think it's a total of, of $2,000 in FanDuel spending money. I know it's a fans draft sponsored show, but just kind of throwing it out there for the people. I think one stop is 500 bucks. One stops, 500 bucks. The other one's a thousand. There's three different times where uh, whoever is in the lead, you know, the next one's creeping up probably in a few days or so. I think it's the middle of the month, three or four days, get yourself a streak uh, and take the lead. And again, there's a, a link in the forums, a link in the chat is going to be dropping in a second. This is a link as far as the Rotogriners chat, chat not necessarily the YouTube chat. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe and jump on over here to Um, All right, baseball. You guys ready to talk about this non-gamer?
8: Baseballs.
5: Let's do it. Um, so give me the screenshot, Stevie, uh, the screenshot of this slate. This is kind of where we talk about an overview what sort of dictates this slate? Is it a cash game slate? Is Are the pitchers are, are controlling it? Are the, are the bats dominating it? And this one, for me, it's kind of sort of in the middle. It's sort of a mixed bag, right? Like, well, what's your assessment as far as this overall slate?
8: I like this slate a lot. Um, I've been looking at a slate pretty much all day. And um, the more I look at this slate, the more I like it. I'm not, like, your typical cash game player. I do play cash games in baseball. Um, but, like, last night, like, I, I didn't play DeGrom in cash, so, like, Tonight, like, I, I think tonight I could play cindergarten Garden cash. I think he is one of the top options for sure. But I like this slate. We have some mid-tier pitching. We have a ch- couple cheap guys, and we have, you know, a couple top-tier guys. So, like, as far as pitching, we have a lot of options and offenses. There's, like, five or six offenses that I think you can stack tonight. So, um, really good slate.
5: Devsey, what's, uh, what's your screenshot
6: of the slate? I would say it's not a really good slate. I mean, I'm playing it, and part of the <laughs> fun is trying to figure this mess out. But I mean, there. I mean, pitching is tough. I mean, it's just disastrous tonight trying to figure out a pitcher you can actually trust. Um, you know, some of the better pitchers have tough matchups. Some of the guys in the mid tier that have the upside are just um, volatile. I mean, so it's tough. A lot of offense to like, which is fun. And outside of perhaps Oakland, I don't think you're going to get a higher ownership on any one particular team, which is also pretty cool for tournament play. But it's really tough to figure the pitching situation out so stevie says the more looks at the more he likes it the more i look at the more confused i get with pitching i still have no idea exactly what i'm doing with my pitching i'm just going to mix and match a little bit and i've narrowed down the offense is pretty good here but uh it's fun for the fact that i think a lot of people have the same problem as to you know how are you going about it tonight and uh exactly what what is your strategy for pitching because it's a really tough one
5: we are we're still winning in that texas lineup which i think will dictate a lot going you know as far as tonight's slate because we talk free show, and all three of us have uh, varying degrees of interest in one Robbie Ray. And, you know, the book on Robbie Ray is you're supposed to, like, not roster him when he's going to be chalky, and you're supposed to roster him when he's they're not going to be uh, chalky because he's super volatile. And he's another guy who, a high K rate, 32% uh, K rate, higher than Paxton, higher than, uh, higher than anybody else in the slate. You know, Noah Syndergaard, big name, but 24.8%. That's clearly a distinct difference. We'll talk about Syndergaard in a second uh, you know, facing that Minnesota team where there's more K's in the lineup today than there was yesterday, but still, you know, good old, uh, Williams, of studio is in that lineup, the 0% K rate, uh, you want I guess he struck out once or twice in the majors or so, but at least the sample size that I had on him, um, you know, that dude just does not strike out, he does not walk, uh, but Robbie Ray, it's uh, certainly an interesting play uh, against the Rangers, kind of see how many lefties they roll out there, of course, they're gonna lose their DH as well, um, yeah well oh, oh yeah I did want to point that out as far as uh I was looking at the plate IQ before as you talked about the other day and yesterday we talked about DeGrom and we, we got like you we were saying we backed off a little bit saying this Minnesota lineup is just not suited for strikeouts in case of king and then on the fly we're looking at Greinke and Greinke all of a sudden had that great matchup that popped against Texas so, so uh you know Stevie said he didn't end up in DeGrom with cash and I pivoted after the show I, I ended up uh, saving a few bucks and went to Went to Greggie just because of uh, what the plate IQ was telling me, what the lineups were telling me. So, Pepsi, uh, you know, I know you're not exactly sure as far as pitchers, <laughs> but what are you doing as far as store as far as Syndergaard? Paxton, obviously, a really good pitcher, and he gets a Houston team we're normally scared of, but they're wounded. There's no Bregman. Uh, there's no Bregman today. There's no Mike Trout today, and there's no Chris Davis from Baltimore. So all three studs are going to take a seat today. Gary um, Sanchez as well. Out. Yeah, no Gary Sanchez as well. So uh, Pepsi, let, let's, let's talk about these pitchers. because you got a roster two on phase draft. You got a roster two on DK. Um, yeah. Well, what's the plan as of right now?
6: Yeah. I'm not really on Syndergaard and it's not because of the fact that I wasn't on DeGrom yesterday either, but it's, it's not really about the twins. It's more about the, the pricing really. And I mean, just not trusting uh, Thor to, to, to rack up the case here at that price point. I think his price is reasonable on DK and fantasy draft. Even Vandal, it's fine. I just, I just can't get on board. So twins, it doesn't strike out a lot. They're awful pesky. Yeah, to lose the DH and whatnot, still, but uh, yeah, I mean, in cash games, I'm fine with Thor. I'm not playing a lot of cash. I like Stevie mentioned it's more of a GVP night for me, so I'm looking for the upside, you know. And and I, and I like McHugh with Sanchez in the lineup. I think the strikeouts are there, but you know, I want to see this Texas lineup. That's what I'm excited about. You know, I like Robbie Ray tonight. At the very least, we're gonna get strikeouts. We might get six strikeouts and five walks. You know, I mean, yeah. it's pretty dangerous. But I think we're going to get strikeouts. So I'm likely staying in the mid tier. I like Robbie Ray. I might get a little more McHugh. As you look at that Yankees lineup, you got no Sanchez, a 26% strikeout rate according to the plate IQ, which is pretty good. And McHugh's, a, I'm a fan of McHugh in general. And going down a little more, call me crazy, but I kind of like Brandon Woodruff. I like him as a pitcher. The strikeout rate is very good. I know we don't have a, a, a big sample size of him as a starting pitcher. You got no Trout in that lineup now. It's watered down. I realize I don't strike out a ton. But if Woodruff, more so maybe on, on FanDuel where he's 73, if he goes six inning strikes at five, I'd certainly take that. Now, on, on DK or fantasy draft, there's an argument to pay a little more for McHugh, and that's probably what I'll end up doing is doing the Woodruff on FanDuel and the, and, the, and the McHugh on, uh, on DK with getting some Robbie Ray in there as well. But uh, I just don't need a top-tier guy. Paxton scares me just because Houston's so tough. And Syndergaard, again, not a great matchup, the highest point pitcher. I'm probably going mid-tier arms.
5: Yeah, I mean, is Houston so stu- – I mean, that's just a uniform, right? We're Springer, Altuve, Brantley, Correa, but then it kind of sort of falls off. Gurriel's fine. White, you know, you could definitely get a, get the better of Penn. Uh Aledimus, Diaz, Max Stassi, Jack, uh, Jake Beresnik. I don't know. And Paxton's just so good as far as the K rate, as far as the walk rate. There are the, the Crawford boxes lurking there for the Reddies, I suppose. But uh, I feel like he's kind of sort of lost in the mix. Stevie, let's bring in as far, as far as the guys that, that Pepsi was talking about, uh Woodruff is interesting just because he's facing a terrible Angels lineup without Mike Trout. Um, you know Paxton joins the conversation. How much do you think the uh uh, McHugh, uh his K rate? Obviously that K rate's kind of sort of inflated because that was out of the bullpen last year. How much does that take a hit now that he's starting?
8: Um, it depends. Like through his first two starts, he's throwing his slider more than he's thrown his fastball, and that that's his pitch. Like if he's going to continue to commit to throwing the slider and throw it a lot. We saw this with Lance McCullers um, when he was with Houston. He he would throw his curveball more than he would throw his fastball. And if McHugh is going to throw his slider a lot, I think he's a guy that could absolutely be a high strikeout guy um, in in baseball. I don't know if we'll necessarily see 33%, but I wouldn't be shocked if we see like 28%. I think it takes a dip, but I don't know if it's going to take a massive dip. And then when we look at like this Yankees lineup, I'm actually sad that Sanchez is out of the lineup because I think that Sanchez is a guy that might have kept more people off of McHugh. Um, and, you know, with Sanchez out, you know, I, I think McHugh's um, one of my favorite plays. I'm actually debating on if I'm going to play Syndergaard or McHugh in cash on DraftKings. I have two lineups made. Um, Woodruff is my SP2 in both of those lineups. So I'm just kind of just debating on do I want the extra bat with McHugh or do I just want to take the safety and play
5: Syndergaard? If it was yesterday, it would be McHugh because you wouldn't have the salary to roster Senegar. But it is worth noting, I'm sure you noticed this, Stevie, that DK loosened up their salaries. You caught that, I imagine?
8: I'm actually sad, man. I like the tight salaries. Bring it on. I, make, I, make, I
5: think there's make. a happy medium. Uh, that's sort of my thought process. Today is
8: kind of the happy medium, right? Like today, there's enough cheap
5: bats that you can make everything work, right? What happens, though, when like Max Scherzer and in like another, like you know, top 10 pitcher pitches and in- you know, you used to be able to do, go double barrel. Like, that, that's something I love with doing cash. and just kind of just make it work. But uh, I'm curious how it's going to work going forward, obviously, today. But you, just, you just want to,
8: like, uh, let, me, let me get 50, 60, 70 points for my pitchers and yeah. get all the bats, too. Like, that's not how it should be.
5: Well, no, no, no. no. I'm not saying I'm going to stack cores with that. I'm saying I'll just make it work as far as give me, like, the, you know, bats that are competent but not completely putrid. I don't know. That's
3: I don't know. I,
8: I like the pricing. I, I, I'm glad that they made it tougher. Um you were asking about Paxton. I don't mind Paxton. I think he's an interesting tournament pivot. I think Robbie Ray's probably the better tournament pivot um, than Paxton. If I had to choose one of the two, but I will say one thing with Paxton is, you know, he's a massive strikeout guy. And when we look at Houston, they're a little bit better against righties than they are against lefties. They don't have as much power against lefties as they do against righties. Um, so I, I think there's an argument to be made to look at Paxton here. Um, I, if, I probably will have Paxton on one of my five teams um, today.
5: Yeah. I mean, the tricky part with him, of course, is that not just some good bats that we talked about, but Altuve doesn't strike out much. Brantley barely strikes out. Uh, Guriel doesn't strike out much at all. And even Elizabeth Diaz, Elizabeth Diaz doesn't K much either. Collectively, we're looking at 21.2% as far as uh, the entire lineup, but that's kind of backloaded to it. Maris, and Stassi, both over 30%. Springer at 23%, White at 25% change. That, of course, is coming straight from the plate IQ. and then, I believe I put it, that's last season. I like to sort of extend it out for the last two seasons, get the bigger sample size, which is generally truer. Uh, And I would imagine that basically shows the same thing. Uh, Pepsi, you want to talk? Oh, here's an interesting thing. Like, so you Darvish, it's my understanding, nobody's going to pitch you Darvish, right? Because he can't throw a strike, right? He's got like 11 walks, like five or six innings, whatever it is. And everybody wants to play Robbie Ray. He can't throw strikes either. Like he's got 10 walks, like 10 innings. You know, it's just interesting. that That's just an observation there. And I I want to play Ray much more, you know, much quicker than I want to play Darvish as well, too. But there is some upside in theory if Darvish can just, like, control the ball. But I guess that's the entire – that's his entire job, and he hasn't been able to do that just yet.
6: Well, Darvish hasn't really looked the same since he got hurt. He's, he's come back from Tommy John. He's not really got it together yet. We don't even know if he's the same pitcher. We know who Robbie Ray kind of is. We know we can throw a gem from time to time. It was healthy most of last season. Yeah, he took a step back, but the year before that, he was fantastic, right? You also have a Texas lap that should strike out a lot, especially if they remain left-handed. If they go a little more right-handed, the line becomes a little more, you know, less potent. So um, that puts Ray in play more for, for Darvish. And, of course, Pittsburgh is a, is a team that doesn't strike out, makes a lot of contact as well. So that, you know, if he had a high strikeout team there, let's let's say you Darvish is facing, I don't know, Tampa Bay or the White Sox, and he strikes out a lot of the Jays, and he had Ray versus Texas, you have a conversation now. But with him facing Pittsburgh and looking completely awful, yeah, there's just no conversation. It's easily Ray and 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 Darvish does miss the cut for me tonight, despite the fact that we think we don't even know we think the upside still remains. Steve, hey, you ever Dean, thought of that
8: Dean? But you, Darvish is projected for thirty-one percent today. Uh, why do you say nobody's playing him? Like he's one of the chalkiest pitchers on the slate. Like, people. Okay. Okay. It, like people are playing him with the wind blowing in at Wrigley and the really cold weather like Darvish has been talked about across the industry today. Uh, well,
5: the weather and the wind don't matter if you can't throw strikes, right?
8: I don't disagree with you. I'm not playing him. I'm just telling you like his projected ownership is really high and people have been talking about him all day.
5: Okay, I'd be so shocked that, if he was 31% owned. Absolutely floored. As what I uh, that, that's a misread by me uh I, I did not think you would be that popular let's ask the chat Is a chat on you darvish i'm curious what the chat thinks about him uh pepsi it doesn't sound like you're on darvish like, again yeah, like like it's a great it's great conditions i don't i assume maybe the wind can blow like the balls into strikes i have no idea how that works <laughs> but uh we talk about that with quarterbacks who so have no accuracy um yeah stevie i mean are, you, all three of us it sounds like we're not playing darvish I would rather
8: play. play, I I think I'd rather play Jordan Lyles in the same game before I would play Darvish. Lyles is a guy that has strikeout upside. Um, The Chicago team can strike out. Like if I was going to play one of those two pitchers, it would be Lyles. Um, I I honestly, I really do think Darvish is going to push like twenty-five to thirty-five percent ownership tonight. Looking at playing Syndergaard with him and being able to stack all the bats up, so I, I really do think that. I think you guys are wrong. I think Darvis is going to be really, really popular today. All
5: right. Chad is chiming in one big T. You might remember him from such things as the last show. Uh, he says, you, uh, you Darvis, that would be is super easy, a three-square, he called it. He said definitely be 30%. Uh, of course, this is 2%. Uh, this is two picture sites he's talking about. Uh, so, yeah. And again, I, I have to note that I have not acknowledged the weather, and I do all this stuff. I listen to Kevin Roth. You guys know Kevin Roth is on Crunch Time. It'll tell us what's going down weather-wise there in Chicago. And he's got he's got a pretty cool. You know what? Maybe we'll do that for the screen share. Can we show uh, Kevin Ross weather tool? You guys think that's a good idea? Maybe, just throwing just it out tell there.
8: Tell you not to play hitters in that game.
5: Yeah, well, I think it's an interesting. I yeah, of <laughs> course. But that just to show what how the tool works, though. I, I probably should have ran it by Roth. but you know, what do they say? Like, ask for forgiveness, for permission. He'll be fine with it, I'm sure. Uh, I believe it's actually <laughs> a, a packet. It's part of the uh, the premium package, is it not, Stevie? It confirm? is. There you go. Yeah.
8: I think another another cheap pitcher you can look at is you say um, Kikuchi as well. Like the Royals, a team that struggles with left-handed pitching, same reason that we kind of looked at Marco Gonzalez yesterday. I think this is a spot we could look at Kikuchi here. He's making, I think, his fourth start of the season already too, so he's a little bit more stretched out than maybe a guy making his second start. So I actually I actually think Kikuchi is an interesting you know play. I don't know if I'd play him in cash. Uh, With his price so close to Woodruff, I think Woodruff with, you know, Trout out of that lineup, you can look at Woodruff in cash, me personally. But Kikuchi's a guy that I like um, for tournaments tonight, knowing just how bad
5: this Royals lineup is
8: against lefties.
5: That Royals lineup, you know, it's funny. This is something I was looking into before the show when I wasn't looking at whether in Chicago. Uh, The Royals lineup, this is the lineup that's going to be fun, right, guys? Uh, One, two, three at the top. They got all the the speedsters, all the wheels. Uh, Merrifield, Billy Hamilton, and then uh, Albert Tamandesi, and then of course the pop, the power, the Jorge Soler batting fourth. Uh, I was looking into Kikuchi's ability to hold on runners, and of course he only he's only picked three games. Uh, he is a lefty, and traditionally lefties are better at holding on runners, but he has given up one stall base for it's worth. I don't believe he caught anybody, but uh, I mean I just love the the idea of like double steals and like there's going to be games. This Kansas City team right like, racks up like six or seven steals. I don't know if this is the battery to exploit necessarily if uh you know uh, Kikuchi and uh, Navarre's. But just something to keep your eye on, I suppose. Uh, Pepsi, let's talk hitters. What hitters are dominating the slate? I think that you're uh, the guy that you want to highlight, your favorite hitter is probably on one of the more popular teams today. Yeah, I imagine
6: Oakland's be pretty popular. Chris Davis is my top hitter on the slates. I mean, really, Dan Straley's your starter, your bullpen's awful. It's a good hitting environment. Uh, he's very recently priced, especially on FanDuel on more so I guess, than DK and fantasy draft, but he masters right-handed pitching. Uh, I believe Stevie said a best in expert survey today, second-best ISO in in all of baseball versus righties last year. I mean, Chris Davis, to me, is is a must-play in your cast game lineups, and I think he's your top GPP option as well, unless you're looking to be contrarian, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I just love me some Chris Davis tonight.
5: Uh, Stevie, you want Davis and the the A's?
8: Yeah, I love the A's. Um, They're obviously going to be the most popular stack on the slate the two cash lineups I'm debating between like McHugh, McHugh gets me Davis and Syndergaard does not give me Davis. So that's why I'm still kind of debating because I I love Chris Davis in the spot, but I I think that, yeah, Oakland's going to be very popular for a good reason. Uh, Strayley's garbage. You know, his, if you just think about like Strayley pitching in Miami and getting help from that ballpark, Mm. he's not going to get that help anymore. He's a massive fly ball guy that gives up a lot of hard contacts. So even if it doesn't work out with Oakland tonight, we're going to attack Dan Straley as much as possible uh, at the beginning of the season.
5: Yeah, I was on the ace heavy yesterday. and That was because, what well, the word was on the street was that he was actually going to be the long reliever because uh, Andy Means' kid brother was not expected to go very long. Now, he didn't pitch, but they gave him the, the spot to start today. And <clears throat> I agree with all that. He was protected being in the National League. He was protected being in Marlins Park. And he will be exposed against this Oakland lineup. And I, I suspect he'll give up a couple – a couple of dongs, at least one is on layaway for sure. I'm with you, Pepsi. Uh, Stevie, your favorite hitter, maybe it's your favorite team. Where are you looking?
8: I'm going right back to the well on the Brewers. I talked about them a lot on the podcast yesterday, stacked them up. They made me some money last night. Mustakas is a guy that I really like. Shaw is a guy that I like. And if just, you're just looking at like pricing today, like the Brewers are they're not terribly expensive. So um, that bullpen is full of right-handed arms. They don't have any lefties get a pitcher that's very hittable, that's starting this game. So if they get to this pitcher early, that bullpen has just been gassed uh, in this series already. So this is a spot that I I really like the Brewers. I like Moustakis. They hit sinkers really well, and they should be able to crush in this matchup. So um, Brewers right behind Oakland as like my top stack. And then one of the other reasons that I like Woodruff so much is because I do think he'll have run
5: support here and he'll be able to pitch with a lead. It's like ground dog Day, man. I'm with you. I like the Brewers. Yesterday was all about the Oakland and the Brewers, and once again, I'm going back there. Uh, I think th- those are two of our favorite teams. Let's jump around the horn, give our favorite plays at each position. Pepsi, catcher, what do you have for me?
6: Uh, like the lefties in Milwaukee, so Grandall might be the best overall bang for your buck. Uh, you can pay up to Romito, obviously, in a good matchup versus Hellboy there. And for value, I mean, I don't love the matchup versus Maeda, but Molina, 2.8 on DK. I mean, it's the only site we have to play catches on, right? So we're going to talk about DK. Uh, that's what I'm looking at. Stevie, yeah, you know he pretty
8: much nailed it. Grindal is, I think, my top play. I think if you want to pay up and get Real Muto, he's certainly okay. On the cheap end, I love punting catcher, but you know, Saravelli's three three batting third. Um, I know the wind and all the weather and all that stuff, but like with with Darvish pitching in that game, like there are there is RBI potential even with singles and doubles. So like Cervelli at three three is not bad. Molina at two eight is like, just a, an absolute punt.
5: Yeah, I'm I'm okay paying it for Roothu Roo, if you can find the salary. And again, it's a little bit looser on DK tonight, so you can definitely make that work. And we're looking at Hellboy. Uh, you know, he's got the lowest K rate on the slate, and he's got the highest home run the fly ball rate. I'm sorry, he's got the highest uh, home run per nine uh, rate uh, on the slate. So that's a bad combination. Uh, yeah, I think Hellboy gets exposed. I think Billy absolutely pummels uh, him. Uh, throw him into the conversation with the Brewers and, and Oakland for me as far as my favorite teams. Stevie, start us off at first base.
8: Vogelbach is there anybody else like this guy is just hitting everything thrown at him like we get it we get a a Kansas City team that they've been getting beat up really bad by bats and they're going to be bringing in Phil Meyer who probably is not going to pitch deep into this game like we potentially are going to get Ian Kennedy out of the bullpen here like this is a spot that I like I love Seattle Um, yeah Ian Kennedy is one of the long relief guys for Kansas City so this is a spot that I think Kansas City mashes. They're they're one of my favorite teams as well um, to throw them up there, Oakland and Milwaukee. But Vogelbach, man, he's just, he's hitting everything. And when a guy's hot like this, he's just seeing everything. So I really like him. I think there is, you know, a reason to pay up for Hoskins today. Helix, like you guys have been talking about, terrible, great ballpark. So, and then my like sneaky play is Pete Alonzo. Um, I, I think the Mets have some upside in this game and you know, Odorizzi being a reverse splits guy, I think Pete Alonso um, is a guy that looks like a guy that can hit a home run and uh, be a sneaky home run play.
5: Absolutely. What you, I mean, the funny thing you mentioned about Vogelbach, by the way, and, like, I don't disagree, he's a fine play, but you could also argue he's, like, the third best first baseman on his team. The <laughs> <Because laughs> way uh, Jay Bruce and, and Karnaschione you know, have been matching as well, too. Uh, kind of tricky as far as making that work as far as the stack. Well, I guess uh, – DK to have a hard time. We could throw Bruce in the outfield. Got to pick up D Vogelbach and Encarnacion. Of course, on fast draft, you can actually play all three. Uh, Pepsi first base. What do you have for me?
6: Yeah, I was just going show, You know, Encarnacion in- obviously um, you know, in that mix of Seattle there, but uh, Stevie pretty much hit, and everybody, like Hoskins as well. Obviously with the Phillies, uh, some value. Kendris Morales hitting fifth, yeah. sixth in that lineup there. Um, you know, he's just too cheap industry wide. And again, he's, he's the stats aren't there for him necessarily, but a guy that's been hitting the ball pretty hard. And, yeah, batting five right there man. Chris Davis. I love that. And if you don't like Davis or Soria uh, Morales, you want to get some uh, – remain with some value plays, you can still go to Justin Bohr, who's going to be batting. Where did we get that lineup there yet from the Angels? We have not yet. He's probably be hitting, what, third in that lineup again. So, if you want to get off Morales and stay cheap, maybe I'll be a little contrarian, less chalky. Uh, Justin Boer is a value play as well.
5: I was really bummed that the Thames had not cracked the lineup last night for Milwaukee. I'm not really sure why they had to play uh... – they played Gamble. They played a uh, oh, similar dude that wasn't very good. He actually got swapped out. Thames pitched it for him later in the game. But I imagine versus the righty, and especially with the bullpen, that's all right-handed. Thames is going to get four uh, four cracks against the Angels. And uh, I, he might get buried in the lineup, but being locked into the nine innings, by hitting on the road, a very, very strong chance he gets those four ABs either way, no matter when he gets them. So uh, I, I like Thames a good bit for tournaments. Second base keystone position, Pepsi, that's yours.
6: Yeah, Stevie's guy. So it's Mike Bustakas again. As Stevie mentioned, you know, painted very hittable, especially with lefties. Moose is hitting the ball well. Um, that park is underrated in terms of home runs for lefties, and it's an all right-handed Angels bullpen that's taxed. I mean, this is a good spot for Moose again. Still moderately priced industry-wide. Uh, for value, Jerks and Profar. I mean, he's batting, what, seven in that order, but still a big night the the night. Profar is too cheap. Love all the Oakland bats on the road here. He should still get four bats, maybe more, despite being lower in the order. And I guess the one wild card is probably Merrifield. You know, we, I, I yeah. don't know what think exactly of these uh, Royals here today, but uh, hit lefty as well. has got the stone-based upside at some point as well, so I don't mind if it's a bit of a uh, a wild card. But uh, Moose is the top guy, and Profar is the value.
5: Cano is also just too cheap on DK, which is just sort of strangely priced there. And uh, he's sort of paralleled there on fast draft as well. It's 7.2K on fast draft, and uh, DK is 3.8. Like, that just seems too cheap for a guy of his talent. I know it a Reezy kind of reverse. Let's see. Uh, what do you have for you at second base there, uh, Stevie?
8: Pretty much everything you guys said. Um, I okay. don't really have anybody else to add. Like, you know, you can make an argument for Jonathan VR. He's he's off to a really strong start. He's going to be really low-owned because he's the most expensive second baseman on the slate. So you can make an argument for him. You could also make an argument for Tommy LaStella. Like, I know we're, uh, we talked about playing Woodruff, and, like, yeah. I like Woodruff, and I'm going to play him in cash. But, like, if you're really wanting to load up your lineup, maybe you're playing, like, a Syndergaard or a McHugh or something you know, Tommy Lastella is going to be 2,800 and he could potentially bat second or third in this game, so just kind of playing the price tag with Listella is all I, all I wanted to bring up.
5: For what it's worth, guys, no uh, no pressure or anything, but yesterday when we did the dog predictions, uh, I believe Big T picked Tommy Lastella as his cheapie. Uh, he kind of fell to that one. So, and uh, I only mentioned that because I wanted to mention that uh, somebody else picked uh, Grand doll Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> i only get so many victory laps people uh i try to be as modest
8: dean's not used to being right so he doesn't mention
6: the last time i was on the show i nailed all three of my dongs in each team
5: i want to to see how modest you're going to be (laughs) i think i actually i was at least two for three if i'm not mistaken but all right we'll move on that now the bar is raised too high and we're all we're going to go over nine combined So just lock it up that way uh third base pepsi hot corner what do you have for me
6: I think it's Chapman at the top. Again, it's likely going to be an Oakland bat leading or being you know, somewhere in the middle each time we go here. Just love the ace tonight. Travis Shaw again, another left handed bat from the Brewers. No surprise there. And uh, the wildcard card for me, Escobar. Eduardo Escobar. We know Lance Lynn gives up to lefties. He's hitting the new lot order there. Um, <laughs> he's pretty cheap industry wide. So I, I like him for value as well.
5: The chats give me the business. Big T's upset that I said fell into, Estella. Um, my apologies. It was a great. Uh, I'm sure he was studying the uh, the plate IQ and the you know the, the hot zones and the heat lamps and all that. And uh, yeah, the, the chats. Good. It, it, it was, we're having fun here, people. Uh, all right. Well, what do you have for you, guys, Stevie, as far as surveys? Um.
8: Yeah. Matt Chapman, Travis Shaw. Um, Shaw under 4K. Um, really like that price tag. I think Max Muncie is a little interesting here as well. We, we haven't really talked about the Dodgers a lot, or if any. Um, and this is a spot that I think the Dodgers lefties are in play. You know, when we look at Flaherty last season, gave up a lot of hard, hard contact. He's a guy that throws in that like 92 to 94 range. And that's kind of like that, the range that the Dodgers really hit well. So I think Muncy is an interesting like tournament pivot. you can play him at first base too. Um, we didn't mention him over there.
5: We didn't talk about Flaherty or Maeda. And like, Stevie, I, I just want this game to be like four, three, not a lot of strikeouts, not a lot of homers, fairly quiet. Uh, I think I'm mostly ignoring this game. I'm like pretending it doesn't exist. I think that's the plan right now. Uh, wh- what are you doing? you know these are good pitchers pretty, pretty you know they're fine lineups. What are we doing here?
8: Yeah, like um Flaherty is super talented. The guy has a lot of talent. I just I worry about taking a pitcher against the Dodgers anytime the the lineup is just so stacked up and down. And Kenton Maeda, you know he's certainly in play here. they they ran out a lot of righties against him. The yeah. only issue that I have with Kentai Maeda is he throws a lot of pitches and they don't let him go deep into games. So they
6: have this I, year, Stevie. He's gone 91 and 103, I believe, in his two starts. Yeah, I was shocked. His first start of the season
8: went over 100 pitches, um, which was really, really interesting. But, you know, they both have a lot of strikeout upside. And if I had to pick one of them, it would probably be Maeda just because there's six righties in that lineup or five righties in the pitcher or something. So – Maida definitely has the more, like, the more upside. But, you know, both those guys are probably going to be low-owned because, like, even us, like, we even just skipped over them as we were talking about pitchers.
5: Yeah. Well, I guess everybody's rostering Hugh, Hugh Darvish, which I wasn't aware of either. But I understand why. I, I get it. You know, the, the key is he's got a throw strikes. So I wonder if he has a, a pitcher's umpire. We should dig into that as well, too. Have you looked at it yet, yet TV? Or do you know offhand what kind of umpire Who's he has? Darvish?
8: Darvish's umpire is a – massive hitters umpire oh boy
6: <laughs> who are the while you're there steve this is a good question here who are the uh pitches that Wood- are having good pitching umpires tonight
8: woodruff has the best umpire um him and um pina that's and everything else is really neutral like you know out, outside of colin colin McHugh, the yankees umpire alon aflonzo or whatever he's he's another extreme hitters umpire but um i, I still am perfectly okay with taking that Steve, any shortstops? Corey Seager is a guy that stands out to me when I'm just looking at price. Like, he's 3,700. I know he has a tough matchup against Flaherty, but when we consider, like, just talent at shortstop alone, like, Seager should never be, like, 15th down. Um, so, I, I think is interesting. I think if you want to pay up, there's there's a ton of options. Um, you know, continuing with our Oakland love, Marcus Simeon's batting second. He's He's 4,100. And Gene Segura, um, those are probably my two favorites outside of just looking at Seeger because of his price.
5: So is Seager uh, a name brand? Is you see, like, my concern with Seeger is like I'm not certain he's what he was before the injury. Mm-hmm. But what is your what is your thoughts on that, there, Stevie?
8: Only time's going to tell. Like yeah. you know, he he's had some really good games this season. Um, I've watched a lot of Dodgers games for some reason. I think that's always the case. But he's a jock chance, right? No, they're on the west coast and you're like you're working and you're like doing everything to get ready for like the podcast so um i i think he looks good at the plate it's just gonna is the power gonna come back he's still quick hands and you know he's still very patient it, it's just more of if the if the power is gonna come there or not
5: that's my question and I, I, like you said like we don't really know right uh and then something i want to look into is the exit velocity off the bat i'm curious what that is because i might tell something uh pepsi shortstop what do you have for me
6: yeah, my top two, Simeon and Segura. Uh, I agree with Stevie there. And uh, I think the wild card again becomes Aldoberta uh, Mondesi. I think that I like the the fact that, again, like like Merrifield, he's facing the lefty. He's got the speed there and a uh, jack
5: in a bag upside.
6: There you go. You got it in. You
5: hit the quota. One. You got to mention at least one time. Uh, <laughs> let's see if you smash the over later on the show. Stay tuned for that. Pepsi, start, off, start us off on the outfield. Uh, it's Chris Davis. That's all for me. My favorite player
6: on the slate uh, Bryce Harper. Obviously the Phillies. We love the, uh, we love them. Uh, Christian Yelich. Uh, also, I mean, another high price bat that could get overlooked tonight because everybody's using Davis and Harper, I think ahead of them, maybe even Hoskins, depending on the site um, as well. So I think Yelich can get overlooked in those brewer stacks. So I would suggest try to get Yelich in to your brewer stacks. And for value, Robbie Grossman is pretty cheap. He's leading off. I mean, he's not a great hitter, but um, he could do a little bit. I think he's still your bag as well up there. And uh I love all the Oakland value tonight.
5: Stevie, where are you looking in the outfield?
8: Um, I definitely disagree with Yelich. I think he's one guy that I might actually leave off my stack. You get a, a sinker baller that creates a lot of ground balls against a guy that hits a lot of ground balls. Like I think Yelich could do his damage against the bullpen, but I'm kind of worried about the matchup. Like I don't like playing Yelich against sinker ballers. I don't like playing Yelich against ground ball pitchers. So um Love Chris Davis. Obviously, we talked about him. I, I think the the Seattle outfielders are also interesting. Jay Bruce, like we talked about, you can play him in the outfield. Um, outside of that,
5: has anyone mentioned Bryce Harper? I'm sorry, Pepsi mentioned him. I missed it. We
8: we talked about stacking them. Uh, I think like you, Bryce Harper is definitely on fire. Um, the other team that kind of is flying under the radar that I'm definitely going to have at least one, if not two stacks of tonight is the Mets. Uh, Conforto, Nemo, um. Mm. Not only are they cheap, like they have so much upside in this matchup. And Rizzi yeah, he's a reverse splits guy, but he was more neutral last season, and he's just looked absolutely awful to start the season. So I think this is a spot you could look at the Mets: um, Conforto, Nemo, and, and all those guys. Really, Alonzo, um, all off to a really strong start to the season.
5: All right, let's uh, let's take a peek at premium boys. Uh, let's see, we're gonna look at uh, Ross weather page in a second lineup hq we'll take a look at that also as far as the umpire data as far as where to find that not going to give it all away just want to give a little bit of a taste of course uh other things we have that you're not seeing today is our expert survey cheese's billion dollar musings uh you know plate iq uh, premium the lineup hq premium consensus value rankings the podcast which is what four five six days a week or so give or take i'm obviously short sure than that is i listen to that in the morning the premium podcast with cheese and nate and andy and uh, I'm not sure if Andy's made an appearance on there just yet, to be honest. Tuttle, it's good times. All right, uh, Ross Weather Tool just going kind to of take a peek at it, and uh, I pulled it up uh, specifically as far as Chicago to let you know basically uh, like uh, conditions as far as the weather, how it affects home runs, total runs, and ERA. Uh, and I know he's talked about this on Crunch Time, where uh, he uses the SharpSide app and he like he'll, you know wager picks on it, and he says his record's really good. I don't recall what it is. I don't know what his updated record was, or maybe this was last year. He had a really positive record based upon strictly just the weather. Uh, And we're talking about the Chicago one specifically, guys. Uh, So based on 99 games uh, matching the current conditions today, home runs get a 30% hit, 30.6%. They go down. That's not good. Uh, Total runs minus 6% and ERA minus 10.4%. So just sort of worth noting there. And obviously that's kind of reflected in the total of the game, which is what, seven and a half or so. Trying to see if anything else kind of sort of pops uh st louis has a positive number as far as homers plus eight percent plus 14 uh 14.2 percent as far as uh runs projected that's in a 55 game sample do uh, you guys have this pulled up by chance or not so much
6: yeah i was watching it here
5: yeah. okay yeah i was just trying to see if there's anything else that kind of sort of pop but uh, this is a part of the premium uh, ross uh, weather tool it's yeah but you want to look for outliers you want to look for extremes obviously Uh, like you can just go
8: you can go right up from the Cubs and the game right above it is the Dodgers and Cardinals you know we didn't really talk about that game too much but with it being in the 70s it's one of the better games on the slate as far as weather Um, decent dew point like we actually see an increase in home runs here where I think every other game on this slate is a decrease Uh, so you know stuff like that is always interesting when you when you're looking through it like You look at the Angels game and, you know, you see that the home runs are not really up, but the runs are up uh, with it being in the 70s. So um, just, you know, you kind of kind of pay attention to weather when it comes to baseball, because when it's hotter and, you know, the ball is just going to fly better. And, you know, when it's colder like this, not only are the players miserable, um, the ball is just going to die, especially when the wind's blowing in at Wrigley.
5: If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Start loading up some questions on YouTube as well, because our fabulous producer D Train, who by the way, he won himself a GvP last night. So good, good job, D Train. From watching that uh, was all from his own research. It had nothing to do with this show. Uh, he's trying to get credit again. <laughs> yes. Fishing for compliments. <laughs> That's exactly what I was doing pre-show. I was waiting for it. I'm like, Devin, anything is you're welcome. Devin, you're well, no? All right. Okay. Congratulations, Devin. Uh yeah, so you start loading up those questions to YouTube and load them up in the, you know, here at as well. We're going to get to them in a second. Before we do that, oh, I do want to see it here in the YF HQ. We were talking about the umpire data. Uh, I'm not sure if we're still on the screen share. I certainly hope we are. Uh, McHugh has an – here, you see E H extreme uh, hitters umpire. So we got that for McHugh. And this, of course, is premium as well. Hellboy, uh, which is not – that's not going to work out well for him. Extreme hitters umpire for Helix is kind of a bad uh, recipe. We talk about how he doesn't strike guys out, and he gives up way too many homers. And he's facing the Phillies, and it's a positive ballpark for hitting. As is uh, Pavetta, of course, he's in the same game, so he has an extreme hitters umpire. And there's good old Yu e. Darvish, uh, which you know I think he makes for an interesting fade. Uh, if he just can't throw strikes, like he just can't throw strikes, and doesn't matter what the weather's like. Uh, and as far as any extreme pitchers, don't have anything extreme pitchers. That's why I look at the extreme stuff. Uh, just the pitchers umpire you got the guy,
8: kind of- and um, not to interrupt you, the LA pitcher is an extreme pitchers umpire.
5: Oh, did I miss that? Oh okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah, my apologies, Phil Kazi. Uh, extreme Kazi. Sorry. What's that from? That a- That's <laughs> from
8: anybody that listens to Pat McAfee. Sorry, I couldn't help myself.
5: Okay, not like I like. He seems like a fun guy, McAfee. uh He was good on. He did he called a, an NFL game. I'm not sure if he's in the booth, but he just made a cameo appearance once or twice. But former punter did a good job in that game. It was Detroit yeah. Green Bay lot, week 17. I liked him. Uh, all right, let's move on. Let's step aside. Let's talk about uh, no more screen share. That's part of our premium package. I'm sure there's links you can guys want to know more information uh maybe definitely drop a link for you guys if he's not too busy counting his money after baking that gpb last night <laughs> um all right so stacks dongs homers the whole deal before we step aside and turn it over to the chats uh who are you stacking up tonight stevie
8: yeah uh, oakland obviously is like you know I, I think if you're playing multiple teams you have to have an oakland stack tonight i, I think that's the easy answer my kind of off the board stack outside of Milwaukee is the New York Mets. Um, really like the Mets today. I don't wanna don't wanna, you know, steal the thunder of Pepsi because I think he's gonna talk about the Brewers as well. Um, but yeah, Pete Alonso has multiple hits now in four of the last five games. He has four home runs over the last three games. So with him being a first baseman, a little bit of a contrarian play, you know, and Odorizzi's a reverse splits guy, so you could maybe look at um these guys towards the bottom of the order to make your stack a little bit different uh, like JD
5: Davis. What do you have for me there, uh, Pepsi, as far as your favorite stacks?
6: Yeah, opens at the top. I think then you're going to see a mix of uh, Milwaukee, Philly, and a little bit Seattle as well. Um, Off the board, Dodgers. And nobody's talking about Washington in a good hitters ballpark. I like Pavetta. But that bullpen has not been good. Pavetta's still homer prone. Some good bats in that lineup for Washington. So if you're looking for an off-the-board play, I think Washington's maybe my favorite off the board stack
5: i like that call i feel like people are going to be on philly and just kind of ignore washington but you're right pavetta definitely has a homer problem speaking of homers speaking of dongs three dudes that are going to bang one out at three different price points who wants the bat first he wants to lead off
6: i got it i'm ready to roll here so i'll roll with it uh chris davis in the top tier travis shaw in the mid tier and uh kendris morales in the low tier
5: well oh, you gave me all three Uh Stevie, see those and raise them
6: um, top tier,
8: give me Bryce Harper, mid-tier, give me Pete Alonzo, and the cheap home run today, oh, Mike Moustakis.
5: How cheap is he? Does qualify as cheap? <laughs> no, I, don't <laughs> I don't think so. No, I, I, don't,
8: I don't know your rules. Is <laughs> No. If, I, if I can't take Moose, give me Travis Shaw. He's, he's like $300 cheaper. Yeah,
6: Travis Shaw is my mid-tier guy. Come on, Stevie. <laughs> was he your mid-tier guy? Yes,
7: yeah.
6: sir. All right. Well, uh, let's see. We're making Stevie work today. Why don't we come back to his value play?
5: <laughs> give me give me Brandon Nimmo. All right. I'm good with that. Uh, I got Thames. Is gonna Big T was giving me a hard time in the chat. Like, you picked Thames. He didn't even play in the game. Well, yeah, the lineup wasn't out yet. I'm sorry. I'm on I'm a pre-cog over here. I didn't know he wasn't going to play, but uh, my bad. Uh, he's going to bang one out tonight, Thames. I got him going yard. Um, I, do I have to put two more out there? Yeah, let's get two more to the people. And I may repeat because I wasn't listening to Pepsi either, just like Stevie wasn't. Hey, oh, Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper's going to go yard. Everybody have him?
6: Yeah, that's what Stevie started with. You were just a disaster here. Why do you even bother <laughs> posting this show if you're not going to listen to anybody? You ask the question and immediately stop listening to people reese hoskins anybody have him nope you're good with him there you go i'm taking reese hoskins i should have trolled you i should have said
8: yep
5: <laughs> well, I you ended up like six guys we, we get we get vetoing them so uh and it is you, know, what it is. you know who's gonna hit one lance lynn is vulnerable right uh, especially the lefties david Peralto is gonna take one out of them how about that there you go there's my three let's load up some questions in the chat Got about five minutes or so before you step aside and get out of here and turn the show over to crunch time. I believe it's JSU and, and Roth. Roth, we holding that weather. I imagine it's post. JSU's got to be scrambling because it's eleven basketball games tonight, nine baseball games, and I imagine they're gonna handle. Basketball
8: post. starts an hour later. Starts at eight Eastern.
4: Oh yeah, there's, because there's two yeah.
8: crunch times today. Oh, Do you thank not you. look at the schedule at all? Like,
6: so I, I did. <laughs> I'd like to apologize on behalf of Dean Guy. Sorry about him. Uh, yeah. You know, like, uh, Roth, Roth and JSU at
8: 6.15 Eastern and Jay, or, and Roth and Meansy at 7.15 Eastern. Two crunch they,
5: times. They, well, okay, there you go. Premium members are hooked up. They got one for each. Uh, and, again, crunch time is extended 45 minutes each, and JSU has been spared banging his head against the wall. Yeah, because it's the last game of the season, and uh, they, they haven't set, like, a double header basically, as far as the NBA. I think there's eight games that tip off exactly 8 o'clock, and then there's three that tip off at, like, two and a half hours after that. All right, questions from the chat. Uh, GPP, DK, Grandal and Bruce versus Yadier Molina and Bryce Harper. Stevie, what say you?
8: Totally didn't hear the question.
5: I'll <laughs> go
6: Grandal and Bruce.
8: Thank well, there you. There
2: you go.
8: Stevie. Sorry, totally wasn't paying attention. Uh,
2: Hanniger and her... a Dean.
5: No, I did pull a Dean. <laughs> That's not what it's called. That's not, to... we're not Pretty making sure it a bird. Stevie, you got uh, Haniger or Vogelbach in your Seattle stack?
8: Oh, give me Vogelbach, man. The guy's mashing right
5: now. All right, so somebody so pull up DK. I need a $4,400 left uh, outfielder for, for a tournament. Who's your favorite guy? Both you guys, um, give, give me somebody. Andrew McCutcheon. I like it.
6: You can go uh-huh. Hanniger or, or Bruce there as well, I think.
8: Yeah, those are the two guys that I like too.
5: Uh, Pepsi, FanDuel, Cash. So pick uh, one of these three. Nemo? Dyson, who I believe is hitting off, yes, he is, and Billy Hamilton, who's uh, jumped up in the two spot tonight.
6: Yeah, I'll, I'll take them always the safest is hitting lead off. Uh, I'll go with him.
5: As would I, I, I agree with that. Uh, Ray or McHugh, Fanduel tournaments, Stevie. Uh,
8: McHugh, I love McHugh today. I think he has massive upside.
5: Uh, Pepsi, this is the best game to stack from a weather perspective. But we were saying, like the only one from a weather perspective where it's actually positive. Was the Cardinals correct according to the Ross tool? Yeah, I'm
6: not so sure that's the best game of stat because of the pitching, but in terms yeah. of the shirt it did. I mean, I think, in, you know, I think the game in Milwaukee LA is interesting again, although not so big of the Angels, but uh, you know, weather's blowing out a little bit there. And, and also, Arizona, I mean, if Ray's not on, Texas can score. We already know that the Angel or the Diamondback should score against Lynn, so it's inside a
5: little bit. Does the dome open in Arizona? That would help. I don't yes. know. They they love. Yes. Uh, yeah. They, they they do not care about their fans in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, so there could be runs there. It's like 99 degrees outside. Open it up. <laughs> <laughs> they don't ever open
8: it after like April and May. Like they, it's always closed after that. It's and, so except hot. When I day games. Uh,
5: when I was in Arizona, thankfully uh, the, the roof was closed. If it was open, I would have walked right out the door. Uh Pepsi. I was in the Skydome where it was open and it was hot. and I was not happy. Very upset about that. I think I'm still sunburned that day. Anyways, uh, <laughs> all right, uh, let's knock out a few more questions in the chat again. We got nine minutes or so to so we'll start loading them up there. Uh, the chat. No, I'm. I just. I got. I'm trying to buy some time because I, like, scrolling went awry. You know, you uh, can wear sunscreen when you go to the ball games, right? Yeah, I do. I'm the guy. I, I'm all about the SPF, like 40 or 50. Ball cap I, I don't. I look dumb in a hat. I mean, like dumber in a hat. It's, it's a bad head. It's a whole conversation. Uh, any interest in the Kansas City stack, uh, Stevie? Like, we talked about that. Like, if you like stolen bases, you might get, like, four or five steals.
8: The top of the order is interesting, but I'm I just – even with a lefty, like, Kikuchi's a lefty. I can't stack the Royals here. Like, he's going to even be able to hold on the runners even more being a lefty.
6: What's interesting is that you got Hamilton there. So, you think, okay, we got everybody stealing bases. But Hamilton struggles to get on base in general. He might kill some of those rallies when – Merrifield comes back up, draws a walk at the double, and Hamilton ends the rally. Monesty starts it again sort of thing too. So as much as there's SB upside, there's also potential to kill that stack with, with Hamilton just being awful.
5: Pepsi, have you been able to make uh, Robbie Ray and Syndergaard lineups on DK together? I didn't try that, to be honest with you, because I'm not rolling Syndergaard out tonight.
6: Um, I imagine you can make it work for probably around 39 per, so it's an interesting way to go, but I didn't go that route. I can understand, back to the Udarvish thing where I have it too, at his price point on DK as an SB2 in tournaments, I can understand it a bit. You know, I was kind of thinking where we it's talking about Darvish in general being 31% across the board, I thought. Certainly not in a single-pitcher site, and I'm surprised yeah. that he'd be that high on, on DK and fantasy draft as well. But uh, at that price point, I can kind of see it a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I won't be going cindergarten and Ray. I mean, I'm more, like I said early on, I'm more of a mid-tier. Give me a couple of mid-tier arms and load up with some bats today
8: uh this if is you in, if you plug in like Syndergaard, ray and molina it's actually pretty easy to make
5: yeah well is it, you were considering well, what was the option you were debating between you like McHugh, McHugh as well and that kind of gets you chris davis that's what you're saying right
8: yeah I like I, that's where i'm gonna go i'm gonna play McHugh and cash with woodruff um just I, I just like that lineup better
5: so okay both you guys seem to like woodruff and this is the question here no trout woodruff and play uh, it sounds like you're both playing him on DK Fanstrap draft. I two pitcher sites. How about Woodruff uh, on Fanduel? Is that something you've considered, Stevie?
8: Yeah, his price on Fanduel is really nice. He's a really interesting pivot off of Robbie Ray for tournaments. Um, that whole, like, Syndergaard on Fanduel is probably where I'm not going to go for sure. Just looking at, like, Ray's cheap, McHugh's cheap, Woodruff's cheap. Like, I don't have to pay up for Syndergaard to get the upside on Fanduel.
5: All right, Pepsi. Uh, just work with this question best you can. Cash picks for hitters? So like, who are your favorite? I mean, obviously we went through it around the horn. That's kind of what your, our cash picks from the start. But uh, who's the who are the guys if you're building a cash lineup today as far as hitters, uh, the yeah, ones you're doing your best to get, to get in there?
6: Well all those sites kind of similar, I think for for value, Kendris Morales is pretty cheap. Um, you know, Chris Davis is a guy I love, and both Shaw and uh, Mustakas are moderately priced in the right as well. So there's, there's four bats that I would definitely start with.
5: Speaking of that, uh, super cheap as far as Vandal, uh, Matt Adams is 2 k 23 dollars k Are those guys that you have – are they, are they solid cash game plays for you? Like, Pepsi, I think you like Morales a little bit more than, than Adams, correct? He's like $400 more, whatever it is. But it sounds like – I think you have the salary to get there. You're not actually yeah. paying up for a Max Scherzer. Yeah what's interesting though is i mentioned
6: washington being a sneaky stack and not being highly owned either and guys like adams and uh, Dozier are dirt cheap so especially on fando as you mentioned 2k 2.3 so you can go Dozier, rendon soto adams and maybe double stack another good stack over there on fando where the, the pricing is a little looser so i like the idea of that but i don't need either Dozier or or
5: um, um sorry adams the Adam. stack. So
6: i think i prefer profar and morales from oakland uh similarly priced
5: I was gonna say I, I prefer Profar over Dozier as well. Uh, I know he's lower in the order, but I just want to pick on uh, Dan Straley. And yeah, I, I think Straley's gonna give up a couple of homers or at least, at least scuffle and struggle out there. The, the Marlins didn't they give Straley like five million dollars in January and then they cut him like <laughs> <right> <laughs> <with> the Marlins, <laughs> the, the, the fiscally responsible Miami Marlins? Isn't five million dollars the same amount of money it cost them to get rid of that uh, huge statue in the outfield? It cost several million for the monstrosity to move. Yeah. And Oh, and, and uh, wei in Chen pitched yesterday a third inning, gave like seven earned runs, and that dude is still on the hook for like $60 million or $7 million until he's like 36 years old. So, all right. I, I hit my quota as far as taking a shot at the Marlins, exposing there.
8: They got rid of the big um, Marlin thing out where the home run Come
5: yeah. on, Stevie, watch the baseball game. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I mean, who go watches the Marlins, Marlins, Marlins game? I
6: mean, I you have Stevie your picture against the Marlins every night, so you should be watching. Yeah, but you already know what you're going to get.
8: You're going to get 25 points. You don't have to watch the game. They suck. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so I got into this debate the other day with Van Gogh, and he says he's watching this game. Right? I'm like, you're watching the game. He's like, yeah, I'm watching the game. Like, I'm like, you see this? He's like, no. I'm like, I'm watching. it like, I'm a stat tracker. I'm like, that's not oh, watching. That's the That's not game.
8: watching the game. Well, like, you're watching- so. So, like the, the Rays and the Marlins are local for me being in Florida. Like, so I actually have to like flip over to like like Spectrum to watch those uh-huh. instead yeah. of watching them on like Apple TV, watching them on the MLB TV. So, I don't watch a lot of Rays and I don't watch a lot of Marlins games because of that.
5: But that, I mean, I totally, re- that is first world problems, but I totally, I, I've been there before too. And I'm like, oh, that's like four clicks away. No, I'm comfortable. No way. That's like, <laughs> screw <Not> the Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening uh oakland bats pepsi is that the best stack of the day i mean
6: it's the safest i think it's got the most upside it's also the chalkiest so is it the best stack i mean in terms of safety and runs scored i guess so i mean but um how do you say the best stack the best stack of the day is the one that breaks the slate and i don't know for sure
5: but i hope it is and also there's context as far as ownership and as far as upside and yada 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 so it's it's a hard question to answer right stevie
8: yeah. Um, the chonkiest stack is usually never the best stack for tournaments, right? Like, yeah. yeah, they they obviously can score a lot of runs. And, you know, I, I think they, they are the the best team going into the slate, but I think like maybe five to 10% of the time, do they actually be the winning stack because of how much variance is in baseball and it just anything can happen.
5: What about the Philly stack, Stevie? I like the
8: Philly stack a lot. What, what's not to like about it? You get Helixson, in the ballpark that allows a lot of home runs. I think it's like fourth or fifth in home runs. So Philadelphia, a great ballpark for hitters. And that lineup is really, really good. Um, it's really easy to stack. It's really easy to make four on four stacks with. So um, it's really easy to stack that team.
5: I want to play Mikel Franco. He's been crushing, but like I had this little like tick, right? I I am not like, I, I won't allow myself a roster an eight hitter in the National League, especially at home. I just hate doing that. But, like, he's been thriving. He's been great for what Plus it's he's,
6: worth. Plus, he's a third baseman, whereas you have so much opportunity cost there with guys like uh, Chapman and Shaw today, too. It's tough. It's a tough sell. Pepsi, would you play Montas and DK Cash? I would not. I don't think you have to. I don't think you have to either. The pricing is a little bit better there for the first time all season since opening day. And um, I get what you're thinking. Oakland's going to win. Baltimore's terrible. They strike out a lot. But Baltimore's been pesky. And and Montes doesn't really strike a lot of guys out. I mean, if he had the K upside, sure, but at $8,100 for a guy that's not striking people out, I just, I mean, for $200 more, I'm much more comfortable with Woodruff.
5: Uh, Stevie, GPP, you know, Darvish versus Paxton on FanDuel. Uh, I would take Paxton if for no other reason. Like, I, I don't, I'm not assured Darvish is going six, he's not getting that QS uh in paxton's just you know a much better pitcher also it's such a
8: such an interesting range they're like twenty three hundred dollars difference yeah, um yeah like that's an easy answer like it's paxton there it's not it's like see
5: i told you guys darvish is a thing today he's more of a thing on dk and fast draft i think is the price kind of them a thing right i don't think it's much of a, a bargain on Fanduel on unless i'm wrong i feel like he's i'd be worse.
6: shocked if he was popular on Fanduel for sure i can understand that. yeah on, on two pitcher sites I get at that price point. I, I still don't love it. But on Fando, for example, if he's
5: anything above 20%, I'll be surprised. That's the show. Thank you for participating. Thank you, YouTube, for asking questions. Thanks, Rotogratis, for asking questions. Thank you, Stevie and Pepsi, for answering questions and actually paying attention because not all the hosts do that sometimes. I'm not adding myself, of course. Uh, that's it. Well, there's two crunch times tonight, if you guys are not aware. Some people might only think there's one. There's two crunch times uh, following us in 15 minutes, the baseball crunch time and then an hour after that, or no, 7.15 on the East Coast, all at to 8 o'clock. It's the basketball crunch time. That's the show. We're out of here. He's Pepsi. He's Stevie. I'm Dean. Thanks for watching. Holler.